Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you are listening to or watching live on Facebook the Punk Rock Libertarians podcast, episode 148. Mm. Tonight, mm. Uh, I have with me I have with me uh, Jared <laughs> Schneiderman. Yo yo, and Phil Dassing. What's up, Kyle Wagner? Hey guys, and the triumphant return of. Sir, or or do, are we going by Lord Vibes now? That's or, that's Lord you, the name yeah, that you've given me, yeah, John Fucking Vibes, aka <laughs> JG Vibes, aka Lord Vibes. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the uh, Anarchy Basement, here. dude. It's great to have you back, man. I was so excited about this show, dude. It's me uh, too. Me yeah, too. and, and I, I, I still am, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. He had a boner that lasted longer than four hours. Yeah, the the, the cock thickens. Oh my god, <laughs> the cock thickens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, and I, I guess uh, number one for this week, we were talking about uh, the future of the LP. And this is something that, that I, I was thinking about earlier. Um, it, it's, there's, I feel like there's a lot of excitement going on now. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, uh, the message, you know, the, um, you know ha- having, like, a, a sound philosophy. You know, it, it's when, when you're libertarian, just to say, like, I'm libertarian... Because like uh, you know, I don't I, I, like the Democrats and Republicans, or 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 even I like to smoke weed. You know, it, it's more or less now. I, I, I like for for me, I think it's it's about property rights. You know, so it's like you know, even though I like to smoke weed, you know, I, I just believe you know you should in property rights. So you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want to do with your own body. For sure, you know, it's, it's not necessarily just about like like stating a preference. You know, and it like. Uh, it, it, like I, for 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 me, like all this stuff is is rooted in a philosophy, and it, it seems like there's there's a, a number of people in the LP right now, um, you know, they're not as much about philosophy. The, the, you know, there's crazy motherfuckers that want to see like Bill Weld run in 2020. Yeah, I'd, I'd call them like more moderate types. Uh, no, yeah. that's not that's not even in, in any way, shape, or form a libertarian, dude. Like Bill Weld wasn't even as as good as a Republican on guns. Yeah, and I, I heard he's like doing a GOP fundraiser, which is uh, interesting because a lot of libertarians, you know, have been even anti Ron Paul because Ron was a Republican, um, and so we're very tribal with our political parties, a lot of times. And and now Bill Weld is is assisting with the GOP fundraiser, and you know, a lot of our candidates were former Republicans too. So um, it, it's just interesting to see the the. Um, mismatch or whatever between okay well bill weld's okay he can do a gop fundraiser but ron paul is a you know he was a republican so we can't have ron paul to me that's ridiculous like ron paul would be way better than bill weld in my opinion oh yeah exactly i I don't think it has anything to do with what he's doing with the republican party per se i think it's just more what he says and what he says is not very libertarian at all yeah, I don't actually listen to Bill Weld that much. I don't I, ever since the campaign. That was probably the last words I heard him spoke. It's not oh, like yeah, yeah same. I here. mean, I'm definitely not like following him around in the streets. Like, hey, well, give me com- some <laughs> bits of wisdom, please. Yeah, compared to like Larry Sharp, who I see his post all the time. Yeah, uh, Wait, he's he just- been very visible, and Weld has been just completely invisible since the end of the campaign. Yeah, I've not me. seen one Wait, wasn't thing there from some him. news about Larry Sharp? He dropped out of something, or yeah, yeah. So it was uh, he resigned from the LNC, which is the Libertarian National Committee. Yeah. Um, he was anti Arvin, 
um, the L- LP, um, they voted on Arvin. They voted, I think, by one vote to censure him. I don't know what all that entails, but it's as far as I can tell, like a slap on the wrist. It's yeah. basically did, saying you are bad. Yeah, they did not vote to remove him. <laughs> and so uh, Sharp posted Which is good. Um, this letter. Arvin was not physically <laughs> removed. <laughs> yeah, no, he wasn't. Uh, and, he was and not Sharp, given a helicopter. Sharp ride. said, hey, uh, you know, I... All along, I thought, you know, you guys were the problem. I was the problem. I'm the one that doesn't belong. He wasn't saying he was the problem. He's saying, I don't fit in, you know, with what you guys are doing. It was kind of tongue-in-cheek. It was kind of basically... So it, it was a a, sla- a slap like so, so basically like Larry Sharp wants Arvin Bora removed. Yeah, absolutely because you know the age of consent stuff like we can't be a, the associated with, with promoting pedophilia or ebophilia whatever you want to call it like that kind of stuff is just political suicide. So you know he's trying to distance himself from that and then the LP they didn't want to silence Arvin or remove Arvin, um, you know. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I think to say that it's promoting pedophilia, I think that's a, a huge stretch. I don't think it's a huge stretch. I mean, if you re- read Arvin's post, he's talking about how it's better for a 14-year-old to have a kid with an adult than uh, by another teenager because the adult can provide financial stability. I mean, you, you can't. You can't say that kind of stuff. Like you can't even you can't even be near that kind of stuff. Like people, it just completely triggers all kinds of defenses because it's like this guy is promoting uh, someone preying on children. Well, I mean, you know, like I agree, Arvin should have better tact, and it, I don't think it, he's calling for like adults to knock up fourteen year olds though. And and when you say promoting pedophilia, that that's what it kind of sounds like you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the way I took it, I was, I think myself and a lot of other people were horrified by the posts, and we took. You were them horrified. Back. Yeah, I was like, this is really bad. You know, you can't say this kind of stuff. Would you say I that mean, you were triggered? I agree. Yeah, I was, I was triggered. I agree with him on the age of consent law, on the laws philosophically, but I definitely think that he approached that the very wrong way by saying that he would like to see, or, or that he would prefer to see... <clears throat> Like that—that's the wrong way to go about it. Yeah, I, I mean, think across the board. Yeah, it's like because like saying yeah. something like that, saying that you prefer one thing to another when both things are bad. It's not a good thing. It's just never a good argument, you know. It's like saying like I would prefer Hitler to Stalin only because yeah. Hitler killed less people in total. You know, he didn't but, do a very good job of spinning it like these are two evils. Yeah, I mean the way right, he right. I read it, he was like, Hey, you know, an adult is more stable and would make a better parent to the child of a fourteen year old than a seventeen year old would. And I'm like, dude, what what are you even talking about? You know, I, I don't even want this to be all, like a topic of the conversation. I want to talk about Federal Reserve, monetary policy, inflation, um Debt, spending, wars, you know, the big issues. Uh, to me, this was not even a topic of conversation, and Arvin chose to make it a topic of conversation. And now the whole party is talking about that instead of the things we should be talking about, which are like the Republican spending bill. Well, I definitely agree with that. I think that, um, you know, he he definitely took things in the wrong direction, and that wasn't the way to approach that issue. Yeah, he was, I do he was think, lacking intact on a Facebook post. But it's an it's still an important yeah. issue. But I think that there's a way to approach it as a libertarian. You can talk about age of consent without talking about sex. You could just say that children should have freedom to choose for themselves, and that there is no to choose whatever for themselves and there's no arbitrary age that you could put on things because people mature at different times and this is especially important for like more than 50 percent of the uh country who has shitty parents 
and who are kind of under their parents' thumb. So if if he were to approach it from like a child liberation point of view, then I could have really gotten behind what he was saying. But with him just saying like, oh, it would be okay if a 14-year-old would get knocked up by somebody who had a job and a career. <laughs> uh, that's not the selling argument. <laughs> yeah, I think he also made your your case, which is that, you know, children should have that freedom yeah, to choose. Like he probably made it somewhere and, in the comments, though. And, you know? uh, he, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. He writes these long yeah. posts, yeah. and he has these long, like, yeah. a lot, and people just... I don't know the way he talks. It just it just really triggers people. Uh, I mean, but you know, I think he's lacking in tact sometimes with yeah. his with his social media posts. But see, we would actually disagree on the, the fundamental issue, which is that children should be able to make choices for themselves. You know, well, I you think, don't, you I don't think, believe that I should be able to make choices for myself. Yeah, it would depend. Not, <laughs> not that, that's right. Not any choice. I mean, if you chose to rob a bank, I would have a problem with that. You no, know what no, I mean? No, so, like, no, there are limits. Kyle, to you're forgetting. I, I said that I believe in property rights, so I, I I wouldn't be choosing to rob banks. All right, but I'm Robin, saying I'm saying you I mean, theoretically the, the way things are now, banks are robbing everybody though. You theori- <laughs> so I, I don't know. You maybe, theoretic- maybe there is a moral argument to be able to rob a bank. No, <laughs> you theoretically could make that choice, and that's where I'm saying I I believe sometimes you have to tell people no. And I think sometimes you have to tell children no. I mean, just because a child consents and says, I want to jump off the bridge, you don't let them. We don't let children do whatever well, that, they want to do because parents they're decision, But, but you know? the distinction is where when does the child become an adult? And that is a completely arbitrary. 25. And they're... According to South Park, it's 17, I'm I think. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but it but is. that is the point, though, because it, it's a completely arbitrary distinction. Yeah, it's an arbitrary line. We say, okay, 16 is the age of consent, and that's that. But and I'm, okay. Also, I, I'm okay with that. There's like, also another factor, and it's the parents. It's sometimes the child is more capable of making a good decision than the parents. And a lot of people out there, there's a lot of 14-year-old kids that are way more mature than their parents. Yeah. And, and they're falling victim to the, and, their parents' bad decisions. And, I mean, the reason why I'm serious about this is because I feel like I grew up in a situation like that, and I wish that I had more freedom. So I kind of, like, see that point, and that's the lens that I look at it from. Yeah. But, um... I, I definitely understand. Well, we don't even let parents make their own decisions when it comes to parenting. I mean, if you want to hit your kid with a, uh, you know, a fire um, fire rod, you know, and, and it's... Well, I'm sorry, what the, what's a po- the fire poker? The, the poker, yeah. I, I couldn't think of the word. Yeah, I mean, if you want to whack your kid with a wrench uh, or a hammer, you know, it, say, let's say your kid steals something and you decide to smash his fingers, right? You're going you're gonna to destroy his hand. You know, we as a society don't allow those kinds of punishments. We don't allow parents to make those choices. So we impose limits on what parents can do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Because that's a aggression line. Well, it's, it's still restricting their choices to say you're not allowed to make that choice that option's not available to you. Now, well, the, is, wouldn't the parents be um, restricting the, uh, the, you know, the the child's choices? Because I'm sure the child doesn't want yeah, to be hit. Yeah, I mean, it go, like you have custody of a child, and so, but they're the, under so, your but, roof, but, and but you have make, some autonomy. Let's make clear that the, the parents would be the aggressors in that situation. So the children I, are basically like slaves. No, they're, like I said, they're... Are, are you I saying don't children know what the are right, property? I'm trying or? to think of what the... No, they're not property, uh, custody rights are different. Like I'm trying to think of what the term would be for what you would call a child that's under their parents, a dependent. You know, I mean, it, it's just a unique relationship. It's well, not that's like, a pretty status term. Well, no, I, I definitely agree with you, and I think that because it's such a unique relationship, yeah. it it's very hard to put a one size fits all solution on it. You know what I mean? 
Well, I, you, I just think we need some basic limits. You know, some there are libertarians. But who, that can be said on a community basis. I, I, it doesn't well, have do, to be a federal. Well, the, you know, a federal uh, no, law. It, yeah, it could be local government. I, t when you say community, to me, I hear government because government is the institution that that makes these rules and says you can't do that. And and yeah, I would say that would be a state or even county level law uh, governing parents. Like, I don't see why the federal government should be involved in those kinds of issues. So, would you say that you come at this from kind of like a Weldian approach? Weldian? <laughs> no, no. Um, you know, I mean, like, I'm a classical liberal. You know, I, I believe in liberty, but, like, I, I believe in some limits to liberty. And I've taken a lot of flack from that, from the anarchist and libertarian community, but I'm trying to explain where I'm coming from. And a lot of libertarians, they want those limits, but then they get a little foggy as to who's going to set those limits. It's just going to be the community or it's going to be private institutions or something like that. But you, you need authority to tell people what they can and can't do. You need power. So, but authority and power doesn't necessarily have to be governmental. It can be like parents, and it can be grandparents, and family members, and churches, and community organizations. It doesn't necessarily. We, we always. I hate when everyone like I've said this before a thousand times. Like government shouldn't be your first. Shouldn't be the first thing everyone turns to and say, okay, what does government have to say about this? Like, <laughs> I agree. I, I, look, I liken it to a hammer, and it's like not every problem is a nail, but some, some problems are nails, and you need a hammer in your tool belt in case you have to use that tool. Someone just won't stop. They just won't stop being abusive. Somebody, somebody with more strength than them needs to put a stop to so it. What is the value in centralizing and monopolizing that power, then? Well, if you have decentralized power if you have uh you know you can have conflicts you can have them fighting so that's why i say faction wars and, and like, we don't have conflicts now we we do but not it's not like the civil war or not like faction wars of a country with a failed state where you have multiple large groups fighting over dominance of that country not yet you know so yeah <laughs> and, and that would be a, that would be a bad outcome that's not what i think that's not the direction I think we should go in. There are, like, Augustus Invictus promotes violent revolution. I think that's a huge mistake. Well, I'm not down not with that. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm about a replacing... Um, I mean, we haven't spoken before, but I'm not sure how familiar you are with agorism, which yeah, is the familiar. idea of yep. replacing state institutions uh, with voluntary uh, alternatives, and that doesn't mean abolishing the uh, state institutions right away. It means making our private institutions better, so then that's what people prefer instead um and i'm totally against violent revolution and that is the solution that i personally prefer instead i mean like wouldn't you be for like a violent revolution if you're like defending yourself yeah definitely yeah so yeah exactly but but you're saying you're against the initiation of a violent and revolution. i think i would want to avoid a violent revolution at any and all costs yeah, and, no, you know no doubt, in, yeah. unless there's like you know it, it, unless things are looking really bad and they're about to put the microchips in us or something, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> which, or, or which they're might, coming to take the come. guns, they're come coming to, or they're coming to take the guns or something. Uh, but or they're coming to I take mean, the it's weed. A, it's a power struggle. <laughs> they're, they're already coming <laughs> to know? take the weed, dude. It's not like oh, I got the weed from a store down the <laughs> street. Well, the other, dog. The other problem with violent revolutions is they almost always end up. In a just like some socialist dictatorship. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. look at Syria. It takes a whole bunch of what's going on over there to even get to the terrible socialist dictatorship. Right, exactly. Kyle, uh, it, Kyle, if you had a gangster rap album, would it be called Straight Out of the Nanny State? 
<laughs> uh, no, I don't know what it would be called, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't have one of those albums. I don't think I'm not. Or blowjob permits. <laughs> you're, you're not a rap guy. You're not a big rap guy. It's gonna shock you guys to hear this, but I am not a big rap guy. I, I just am not. Okay, dude. What do you listen to, Steely Dan? <laughs> Steely Dan? Yeah, like, what do you listen to? The like, Carpenters? I saw Steely <laughs> no, Dan. I, I, know, I know Steely Dan, but like, no, like, I don't Seriously, listen what are your to... favorite bands, dude? We want to know more about you. We want to know about... Uh, we want to understand just, the all... splendor that is Kyle Wagner. I just listen to punk rock libertarians all day at work, and... <laughs> oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> just yeah, yeah just podcast. No, I listen to... Uh, I listen to <laughs> dude, more Dude, I'm going to blow talk. my liberty low, dude. I'm, I listen to way more talk than music um, at work. I listen to, like, Adam Carolla podcast, which I've <laughs> talked about. And I actually saw him in D.C. on Friday night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, saw his live stand-up. It was really good. Nice. Yeah, he's like the godfather of podcasting. He yeah, and he uh he put his like um his social security statement up. Part of the bit was his social security statement and walking us through his earnings. And it was like in 1981, like 232 dollars. You know that was like his annual income. And he would go up and he would get to like seven eight grand, and then he dropped to zero. And then he would go he's up got a to dope like account, twenty grand, and then he would drop yeah. to zero. And then once he hit the 90s with the lo- like the late 90s with the love line years, it jumped to like half a million, and then a, <laughs> yeah. and then a million, and then two million, and then he cut it off because then you're just rubbing it in people's faces. But what was his point? Just to I brag? mean, <laughs> don't the, give the, up. I guess maybe the whole yeah. the yeah. whole uh, theme of his bit was this is my life from A to Z from being a little kid, being poor, uh, growing up and struggling, struggling through my twenties to find my way, uh-huh. and then fi- ultimately finding success. And so he had like life lessons yeah, built yeah, into yeah. the to the comedy sketch, and it, it which was very interesting. You know, he was like, it's not about luck, which I would disagree with i think there is some luck involved but yeah uh, definitely you know uh but yeah he uh you know he found he's had great success so and it was cool got to meet him afterwards and everything it was neat so one thing i I wanted to ask because if we're talking about the future of the lp yeah you know john vibes because you're you're somebody who's like nah fuck voting you know right yeah yeah so you know, would you say that you're more excited about the Libertarian Party now that you've got people like the Mises Caucus headed by Michael Heiss or founded by Michael Heiss and, you know, and you've got this actual discussion about ideas? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it's it's weird. It's the first time that I actually am paying attention to what's going on in the Libertarian Party. <laughs> I haven't really known anything about it. And uh, really, I just started paying attention because... Uh, Michael Heiss is a good friend of mine. We've been hanging out for a long time, and you know, a while ago he hit me up and was like, "We're gonna, we're we're, we're gonna take over the LP, man, because you know the last election sucked and they really blew it, and they had a chance to get on the debates, and he he said they had a chance to really educate people, and he was telling me that there's all these fights over power in the party, and that principle is getting left aside, and I definitely thought that was important to mention because there was um there was rumors and speculation that he started the caucus because of the controversy that was going on in the LP that kind of started with the whole alt-right thing and he actually started it before that and because he had me help him run some of the pages and stuff and he he, it kind of that controversy put him and the caucus on the map because they were just kind of just trying to build their thing and then when people came after the Mises Institute because Jeff Deist messed up and said something really stupid with the whole blood and soil thing. Uh, Pretty much everybody at Mises got caught into that, and anybody who 
was associated with them. Yeah, and I'd love to point out that, that you just said that Jeff Dice messed up and said something stupid with the blood and soil thing. You know, because what we were saying, we were talking about this before the podcast, and you as I think that he just said something stupid. He didn't mean anything by it. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I, I'm a total, like, fluffy virtue signaler, so, like, if I had any suspicion that he was actually a Nazi, I'd probably be freaking out about it. <laughs> no, I, I'm a proud virtue signaler. I'm not even fucking around. Like, I, I will own that well, shit. Well, I mean, what does virtue signaling, I, what do you mean, what by that, virtue signaling it, mean really? I mean, I know what know? it means, but what do you, what do you mean in, At, in the context of you? Well, any time I've ever, like, uh, tried to point out something that's fucked up, like, that involves a disadvantaged group, even uh-huh. though I'm not even remotely an SJW. Yeah. Uh, I get accused of virtue signaling. Oh. Uh, so well, I'm like, fuck it. If, if calling out bullshit is virtue signaling, then I'll own that. Yeah. Well, but, then it's not really <laughs> virtue signaling, though. If, if you authentically mean... Exactly. Like, yeah. if you want to point out how, I don't know, you know, black people tend to be uh, the larger victims of the, dr- the war on drugs, for yeah. example. Yeah. You're not, you're not... We're not saying that to appeal to, like... You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, fucking Farrakhan or that, you know, th- those fucking people. Like, we're saying it because it's it's the truth. Like, exactly. That's what the stats show. But just since that shit gets thrown at me so much, and and like, uh, uh, people know that I'm um, I've been very contentious with the people like Chase Rachels and all oh, yeah. that, and like, yeah. so I'm definitely not somebody who would be defending people like that, and that's why I think it's funny when I see. You know, all these people calling people that I know in my personal lives Nazis when I definitely know it's not the truth. Mm. And the reason why I trust Jeff Deist in this thing is because of the exchange that happened between him and Chase Rachels that wasn't supposed to be public. It was a private conversation between them two. And uh, Deist said, we would never publish anything like this because your imagery is disgusting. The shit that you're trying to promote is terrible. And that wasn't supposed to be on public <laughs> record. So that wasn't something that Deist was like trying to show off and quote unquote virtue, virtue signal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that was something that he truly felt. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't sure about him. It, about because of the blood and soil thing but once i saw that i was like all right that's genuine I, yeah. that's what i felt from that mm-hmm. i like that did you see jeff uh d's post the other day where he was talking about uh you know basically like just because you said some cool things about economics you know if you're a shitty person you know you're yeah I saw you're, you're, still, a I shitty, saw you're still a shitty person hmm you know um so that was the basic gist of it but uh you know i, I fucking loved it yeah, that's that's good. I mean, I think that's important. Yeah, my criteria is, uh, I mean, yeah, if somebody has to be out of the closet. Basically, they have to be a Cantwell who, or a Chase Rachel's who is openly a white nationalist. Um, otherwise, I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like, like, so, I, so you think some people are just like in the closet on this stuff? Yeah, I think there are some white supremacists or white nationalists who. They use coded language or veiled yep. language. They hide that. They're they're not open. They're they're in the closet about it, um, you know. And and but I'm not on a witch hunt like trying to sniff these people out. But I do sometimes see smoke. Like I'll see, <clears throat> you know. I listened to the, the Sarwark interview with. Uh, who, who do you think's in the closet, dude? Well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, <laughs> I listened Name to the names. I listened to the Sarwark interview with um, Jason Stapleton that he did in September. Because uh, I was in a Facebook exchange with Tom Woods recently, and he was saying, you know, um, well, if the LP thought I was really a white nationalist, they wouldn't have invited me to speak at their convention. And then I was like, well, this whole incident happened after the Blood and Soil speech, and Sarwark talked about his accept- his 
exceptions with you guys, you guys being the Mises Institute and with Tom Woods in particular on the Jason Stapleton program. So I went back and re-listened to that so I could share it with Tom Woods. And, you know, he said the, the late Rothbard had a paleo-libertarian strategy or paleo-conservative strategy, which was not to be white nationalists, but to appeal to them. The Southern that, strategy. The Southern strategy. I mean, so we've seen, you know, they ha- there is a anti-Lincoln. Let him, let him finish for you. There, there's I, an, I didn't say anything, dude. No, I, I, was just getting, I was just getting poised, there, dude. There's yeah. an anti-Lincoln kind of neo-Confederate or, or Confederate sympathy kind of uh, vein that runs through the, the Mises guys. A lot of that's from um, DiLorenzo. That's not necessarily white supremacist. That could just be Southern independence. Yeah, so I, I, I kind of... You I kind of think race, uh, Lincoln was a racist too. So. Well, a lot of was. a lot of people, <laughs> you know, still look at that with suspicion. Southern, so wait, Southern sympathies. Tom Woods. I'm getting there. I okay. mean, so he was saying like you have to acknowledge the fact you had Cantwell on your show. Uh, Cantwell went on to be a prominent white nationalist. Yeah, but that was before uh, Cantwell was was saying things that the were general better. public he's doesn't not know the that. First though. and cap that went that direction. I mean, we look at Jared Howe and Chase Rachels; they've also followed that path, and they all happen to love Hans Hoppe. You know, so it's like you start to see these coincidences. Uh, you know, Richard Spencer spoke at Hoppe's you- Liberty and Property, or what's it called? Something like that. Yeah, but he's a fucking socialist. Okay, that's All right, hoppy. But I know, and that that again was a couple years ago, and they're saying, well, he wasn't quite like that now. But Hoppy is with the Mises Institute. Uh, Jeffrey Tucker, Tom Palmer, and David Bowes were all saying that Hoppy is the you know grandfather of the alt right or something like that. So they believe that he's actually a supremacist. So well, I mean, it is is kind of fair. Yeah, it's a lot of smoke. I mean, it's not like there. It's not like this is completely out of the blue and there's nothing there. Every alt right person bases their philosophy on. I'm just suggesting that there with with Hoppy in particular and some of his followers, there's some questions. You know. Yeah. And, oh, I thought and, we were talking about Tom Woods. Well, no. Well, well Tom is still affiliated yeah, with the Mises Institute. Yeah. You know, did Jeff De- Deist mean anything by blood and soil? I don't know. I thought I didn't had never heard the phrase before. But then the following weekend, I'm watching CNN and they're chanting with the torches, "Blood and soil," and I'm like, I "Oh think, my god!" You yo, know, I like, got my tinfoil hat on that one, and yeah. I I think that Cantwell did that on purpose for one of two reasons: either a he he well, I think he saw the article and got the there was controversy immediately after the article. Yeah. So. Cantwell knew this on his ride to Virginia, so he was either tr- he was being a provocateur in some kind of way, whether it was because he was bitter, because he was kind of rejected by the libertarian crowd and and all them, or it's because he's some kind of agent. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I think that that phrase was one of their chants before. I, I'm not going to some kind of agent who's behind bars. I don't know that Cantwell. Was it's the, all part of the, the thing, man. He's shape he's shape shifting behind it. <laughs> so, but so we got you he's know half scales right now, dude. There's definitely you know there's tension between the Mises Institute, the Mises Caucus, dude, the LP. It just I don't know if it's the what it is, but like there's just a lot of factional fighting right now. Even with this Ron Paul thing, where they do the Ron Paul speaking thing, I I don't know. Uh, Arvin, it's been so much drama in the last couple months, and I mean, is is this typical of politics? Because I'm new at watching this. Yeah, the 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 LP has a long history of infighting like this. 
So I remember seeing a video from like the 80s of these dudes like getting in a fight in the middle of a convention. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that. They, but it's like libertarians possibly, have always been like this. Um, Ivan's O'Brien uh, was talking about the history of the LP and I was like, I think they've always had, it's always been very, very contentious. And she con replied to my comment and was like, oh yeah, the, the paleo invasion of the 90s was insane or something, which was, that so was before So this is history repeating itself with the exactly, old right. Exactly. Well, you know, like like I think about it like when when you think about like say Bill Weld and when you think about there's people in the LP that are actually cheering for Bill Weld so yeah. you've got people in the LP that seem to be more of like uh, they want a third party in politics than being actually philosophically libertarian and they wanted to book Glenn Beck yeah it, it, and, and, and here, these, <laughs> this is one of the reasons why I like Arvin okay because and I'll admit Arvin doesn't have the best tact always when posting on Facebook but, you know, Arvin has um, created a, a huge conversation about ideology. So, and I, I'm a huge fan of that. You know, I, I feel like Arvin needs to, needs to get better with his social media posting. Um, but, you know, as soon as you show me somebody that's better than Arvin to do Arvin's job, you know, I mean, hell, I mean, I'll, I'll support them. But... Um, I, I don't really see that happening with uh, you know people that I've seen in the LP. I actually watched two vice chair debates um, in the past like week, you know, because Arvin's under attack, and so it was the Feldman Foundation, which was named after Mark Feldman. Corey Feldman? No, no. <laughs> okay. um, that, He's the truth. Yeah, the LP presidential candidate who di um, died, um, and it's very popular. He did a unifying speech yeah, about I, I'm you know, that I'm libertarian. That libertarian yeah. yeah. So they put on. Um, I, I'll say it was sort of a debate, almost more like a ask question and answer kind of session, more than a debate. They had all kinds of technical difficulties. I turned it on, and it took them 20 minutes to get the cameras up and another 20 minutes to get sound and audio. Alex Merced had to leave. Uh, it, it just was a complete debacle. But um, then, how is that guy, that Alex guy? Well, to me, I think he's one of the leading contenders. Um, to Arvin's seat. You know, he's very positive. He's very upbeat. He dresses well. He's articulate. He's run for office multiple times. So, is he a libertarian? You know, there's no agreement on what libertarian means. I mean, we that word Dude, is like defined GQAF. differently yeah, by I mean, almost everyone. Socialists were using it in the I, 1800s. I think they might have had it first. To me, I, is he at least like a minarchist? Is he at least a minarchist? Yeah, he's. You you guys will have to look him up yourself. He's been doing libertarian teachings and yeah, he added videos me on Facebook forever. Teaching a few months ago, <laughs> like he does videos to be like libertarianism one on one. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? I've so, seen him. Yeah, yeah. to would me, you, he's would you likeable. say that he's a learned doctor of libertarianism? <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he has his doctorate yet, but I mean, you know, he's but now I, I, learned doctor. Oh, learned. Yeah, <laughs> I'm saying with it, with Arvin running for the chair, I mean, I feel like vice I feel chair, like, vice chair. Yeah, sorry, vice chair. Um. I think the censoring thing, like I've seen him post like at least a few videos in the past week, and the one he did right before the debate was really good. But, I mean, clearly he, he states, you know, what he's talked about with us. He said, I want people to hate you. Like, that was his opening line in the video. And oh, he's like, I want hate you. Yeah, yeah. He, well, yeah. in general, he's, I want people to hate your like hate you like how they how Republicans hate Democrats. He's like, we can't just be the, this, you know, wishy-washy people in the middle who are like kind of agree with both sides. He wants people he, to hate hate you yeah he and he speaks so well and I, i'm glad he's doing these videos instead of those 
random ass memes he puts up that Who are is this you're talking about again? Arvin Bora. Arvin Bora. Oh, oh, yeah. Arvin so, yeah, I like, like him. I implore anyone to not just read his post, but like listen to what he says. Yeah, and even he, though I think he messed up, I definitely... He definitely messed up. I mean, definitely... He's good, though. Yeah. He's, so, on yeah. everything everything else I've ever seen from him is awesome, and I love how much he talks about war and the drug war. Of course. Yeah, he said to treat statists like racists. He's like, you want to uh, really be mean to these people who are exploiting us through taxes and, and war and stuff. Yes, so yes, and he did. He's like, be he rude did, to them. He did, he did, and that was a bad comparison, dude, because I'll tell you why. In every single case, statism is worse than some cases of racism because some cases of racism could merely be thoughts mm. or saying things you know or, or thoughts or speech I, but every case of statism is um an act of aggression is an act of robbery to uh, make that statism happen i think what he was saying was more like make statism as socially unacceptable as racism is yeah. exactly exactly yes, was. yes and and was I, like, i'm telling you i'm telling you that statism like is statism is ultimately worse in some cases you know because in in every case of statism there is aggression you know and in, in some cases of racism it, it, it could just be thoughts or words you know I think you're getting into the weeds, homie. I mean, but hey. I, I'm just I'm just saying, <laughs> you're like just, you're just talking mostly about the uh, the, the like, taxes and. Well, 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 the dude's like, like well, what I'm saying is, like, a lot of people got triggered by that statement, and it's like, you know, he he makes a fair point. Yeah, I, I really think that's a terrible idea. I, I think we want to be positive. I think we want to be likable. We don't want to be positive about negative things. We want people to listen to us. I, I don't want to be an yeah, asshole. I mean, the tact of going around, you know, just calling everybody a statist, while it's true, it, it's not a good tact. It's not yeah, even it's not offensive tactful. to everybody. I'm not. You it's, guys well, call me a status, and I'm like, well, I do support a state. So I see, guess and that's what makes you different from the other libertarians right. who have the same views as you, but you're just like. You're like, no, I'm cool with, like, no, we need to Yeah, state. you seem chill state. as like, fuck, dude. Like, even, though, yeah, like everyone, even though you're cool with paying taxes and, you know, whatever. I would like taxes to be way lower than they are. You know, maybe like 1% or something like really, really low where we could just maintain uh, police, prisons, um, I add roads. That's like the worst parts of it. Well, that's those are the those are the enforcement parts, the courts, the prisons. You know, that's what the state, as I said, that's the essence of it is the enforcement mechanism. It's law and order. You know, and he's got a point. Like dun, dun, I said, Kyle, like I really respect you because you're out front on that issue. And I mean, if you look at like the history of the world, I mean, like just going. I mean, this is random, but like you're talking about, you want to, you know, shrink the size of the state. I mean, this this. The state itself in the past 100 years plus, the reason why we have these world wars and everything else is because the state everyone in Europe grew so big and unified of ger unification of Germany, Italy, all these, you know, they got so, all these countries got so big that they were able to cause such brutal war. So, like, I see what, so I get your, I do respect the fact that you're out front with saying, no, we need to shrink the size of government. And even Arvin, Arvin said the same thing when he came on, on here the, uh, a few weeks ago, he said, yeah, I think every libertarian's point of view should be through the the specter of of minarchy. Like that's that should be every libertarian's goal. Like goal, whether you go past it to anarchy is you know is up to you. But I think that should be everyone in the party. So like I really respect that. Thanks. 
Yeah, I, I, I am a minarchist. I do think limited government is the right path for our party, and for, I think that's the right philosophy. Well, I mean, like, I, I, I like to put it like this, okay? Okay, so say you've got, like, fucking... Are we doing the Liberty Bus? Yeah, yeah. Again? Yeah, say you've got... <laughs> all right, okay, all right. So we're, we're going to talk, we're gonna talk <laughs> about... The, the, the bang I, Bus? Or we're going to talk about... Liberty <laughs> Bang Bus. Okay. Right. That's I mean, the podcast title. Yeah, okay, okay. So say, say, say we're, dude, we're all in the fucking Liberty Train, dude. Yeah. And then fucking... Okay, freedom... We're and, running a Liberty Train. <laughs> okay, okay, freedom and anarchy are over here, right? And then fucking, you know, where we're at right now is over here, you know, in, in like Statusville, you know, and, 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 and like Kyle Wagner. Covenant communities are way over here. Yeah, and then Kyle Wagner only, only wants to go to right here. But where Kyle Wagner wants to go is much better than where we are right now. So until we get oh, okay. to until we get to there. right here, it, it's not it's not the most productive thing to argue about the stuff over here. It still is because that's how you explain your philosophy to other people, and it explains how you like how you handle topics and debate. You're like, this is what the role of government should be. You have to have that framework of you have to. The state, like you need the well, state I mean, to accomplish certain things. Well, I mean, you, you, know? you know, you know, yes, we we should talk about things, you know, and I think the difference will will come through in that, like, you know, I'm philosophically, you know, against force, and I'm for property rights. Yeah, and you know, you in Minarchyville are are, are not so much. <laughs> Well, no, no, I am because, so you know, to me, property rights are a legal institution. You know, it con they're created by property rights laws that are enforced by the state. So yeah, if you same. abolish Property those, rights are enforced by if, violating property rights. They're, they're enforced by violence. <laughs> and if you abolish those laws, then you lose property rights. How How is that? Can't you just defend your own property? I mean, you can try, but an, as an individual, you're vulnerable to anybody that has more money, guns, or friends than you. I mean, they can take, they can overpower you. You know, isn't so, that what the government is? Yeah, the government is the, the top level, or the, that are the the the. the the organization, the social organization that maintains the order. So if a rich guy turns into an aggressor, the state can overpower him. Or if a corporation turns into an aggressor, the state can overpower them. It's the ultimate authority over top of everybody that may, and that that can that maintains order. Well, well it, it maintains order like under the uh, basically. So what you want to avoid is, like, the chance of random violence happening because it could. But with the government, you always have them bad guys with the guns there. Well, I don't, I don't view them as bad guys. I mean, to me, like, it's like you go back to as a kid, cops and robbers. The robbers were the bad guys and the cops were the good guys. And we flipped that completely on That's its head. That's some early propaganda, dude. We, yeah. flipped, we flipped that completely. You know, G.I. Joe was the good guy and Cobra, the terrorist organization, was the bad guy. Yeah, that's and, early but, propaganda, but, too. But now... Yeah, now, now, all up in that G.I. Joe you know, shit, man. And, and now, you know, most people still, you know, believe that the military and police are good. Lizard but, on, on yeah, that's Joe. what I'm saying. And they had a pyramid with the cobra i'm telling you man yeah. get on youtube yeah sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt real quick but like speaking of like early propaganda i went to build a bear today and yeah. you went to bilderberg Builderbear. Builder. <laughs> oh, okay. We make you make your own stuff. Yeah, bear. you make your own stuff. Yeah, bear. No. I and think these... Builderbear is a Bilderberg front, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so they had like these little like uniform like soldier uniforms you can put on them, and I was just like. So you said so. It's like, what do you get for someone who wants to kill brown people overseas and also <laughs> likes to be cuddled? I don't. Like, what is this? Like, what is the point of it? Like, it's just you see all this. I don't know. It was just so funny. I was just randomly thinking. I was like, God, this is really propaganda right here. Yeah. What guy did you get? Just a pink bear. It's for my dog. Yeah, I mean, uh -huh. like, so here's my like. 
The the only people that have ever really like fucked my shit up in my life as far as like ruining businesses and like throwing me in cages has been state agents. Mm. I've never really been mugged or anything like that. Mm. I've been ripped off by a few people that were close friends and they sucked, but <laughs> I have never had like one of them situations where I've been attacked by a random person, mm -hmm. but I leave my house every day scared shitless that another cop is going to pull me over. Like, I, I, I have, you know, live in fear because of these people. I mean, you shouldn't be in fear just of driving. Would that be, I mean, it's probably drug yeah, you're related. Right. Drug, you, you drugs related. Is that why it's so scary? I mean, the, I mean, I have PTSD from getting ripped out of my window. That's kind of the main thing. So even if I don't have drugs on me, which is like 1% of the time, <laughs> I still get, I still fucking freak out when I see a cop. That's interesting. <laughs> Turning into a therapy yeah. session now. All right, well, I, that's understandable. You had, back, you've had some <laughs> negative experiences in the past yeah. which have tilted your perceptions and the, uh, to be very anti-cop. I mean, there has. are other people who have, you know, someone's beating me, my father's beating me, or whatever the police are called, and they, they rescue or they, they put a stop to it. They save the day. You know, I've seen incidents where, hey, something bad happens and the cops get called to um, put an end to it. Where did you see so, this on television? Yeah, and in person, oh, and in person. Okay. I, I had to call uh, about a year ago. Um, some girl ran up to me in a panic and, and said, I need your phone to call the police. Someone's at attacking someone. And the five minutes later, three police cars showed up. Yeah, so, I mean, I, they, they have they have intervened, and they, have, they do help people sometimes. I definitely yeah. don't dispute that, but I, I think that they have way too much power, and I think that that comes from the fact that they're a monopoly and that nobody can really say no. Yeah, I mean, well, well, well dude, I think when you look at prison numbers, you know, there's a lot of arrests over drugs. You know, about three quarters of the people that are in the yeah, prison 70%. system. Yeah, seventy percent. Yeah, but okay, you guys seventy seventy percent of people who are in the prison system are in there for victimless, nonviolent drug crimes. Okay, it's not that high. Seventy percent. I've had this debate. It's not that high. It's under fifty percent. Oh, okay. Well, even if it's it's under fifty percent, if it's one person, but I already, <laughs> already opposed the war on but, drugs. But you're, I already you're saying drug it's drug you're saying it's about half of the arrest. Even even you, you're saying it's about half of the arrest by your numbers. Yeah. Okay, so that's one out of two. So that's like 50% of what they're doing is, is fuck it up. It's fucking terrorist bullshit. I wouldn't call it terrorist. I, I mean, would. It, it's... Th that's their job, and and, and <laughs> for one thing, and the second yeah, thing is hang selling on. drugs was my job, well, and they had to come along and fuck that. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, and uh, you know, as we've talked about repeatedly on the podcast, drug prohibition is supported by the the people. You know, there if you actually get into the political battle of legalizing marijuana, you will run into a lot of opposition, a shocking amount of opposition. People are like, no, this is a terrible thing. This is destroying society. But all the polls like, that's, are that's like an inherent in Massively in favor of they're it. They're not. They're not. I think it might be sixty percent. If you're lucky, isn't that a majority? Uh, is it, aren't yeah, we in this like fucked up kind of like edge. mob rule shit? Yeah, it's an edge. <laughs> but then you know, the polls are one thing. But then you know, who really determines policy are the people that get involved in politics. So you know, is your political activism and your people that are willing to push on the legislatures stronger than the people, the opposition that want to keep this stuff illegal? So, I mean, you just have to be aware there is a prohibitionist movement out there. And especially as you go on to crack and heroin and harder drugs, it gets, the opposition gets very strong. You know, what is the percentage of people that want heroin to be legal? I, I guarantee it's not 60%. Yeah, well, fuck, the, fuck it, those people. It might people. be 5 fuck, or 10%. Fuck those people. Because, you know, I had two friends die from, uh, 
you know, one friend died from a heroin overdose, and one another friend died from, you know, basically the effects of doing heroin mm-hmm. over the course of, uh, you know, a week and a half. I two good friends from high school die. Yeah, you know, and it's it's you know if you didn't have heroin prohibition and if you could you could get like clean needles at like fucking Rite Aid and you could just buy your, your heroin at fucking Rite Aid or yeah. fucking seven, a, or Seven Eleven a regulated <laughs> product that isn't cut with fentanyl exactly. or cleaning products no, it would be safer no totally yeah. you know but I mean and I don't even honestly I don't believe that you would even need the 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 public re- regulation I think you could have pi- private regulation that would make it uh you know safer. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, um, I, yeah. I, to me, when I hear regulation, I just think that's public regulation, government regulating the market and being like, okay, you can't sell a fraudulent product. You can't cut, you know, cleaning agents with your product. You know, you or there are, OSHA or come there in are, and inspect your asshole every other week. Well, or there are legal consequences. You can be sued and taken to court for selling a, a tainted product if someone dies off well, your product. Yeah, I mean. Right, so to me, that's the, a viol- yes, that's a violation of the NAP. So yeah, sure, fine. Right. Well, that's to me. I you guys. I don't know would, that it requires the state, but I w- in the current in the current paradigm, fine. Yeah, you would that's take fine. the company that's to court. That sort of regulation, I'd be okay with. Yeah. The regulation of like, well, you can only buy X amount, and you have to get this license, and you can't own a firearm, and you can't blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's like, the kind of regulation that. Yeah, I would so use. so even even with heroin, you know, the the Mac Daddy of all drugs, you know, like the worst of all drugs, the fucking devil. You yeah. know the the only thing Satan. the only thing that's worse Satan the only thing that's worse than heroin is heroin prohibition. Yeah, I I think that the the war on drugs is more harmful than the drugs itself. Absolutely, no doubt. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, so uh, someone has a question uh, on Facebook. Oh, joy. <laughs> hey man. Hey Facebook. People are want to contribute. I know, um, I, dude. I think it's fucking awesome, dude. So uh, I, I Zach, love you guys. Yeah. So Zach asked the question: Do you think there's any merit to the idea that one day property rights will be maintained on a blockchain instead of by the state? I mean, <laughs> or is that still a state? <laughs> Whoa. That's a good question. It's an interesting concept, That's though. Very, right. It, it I mean, a lot trippy. of state functions can be. Uh, Pro, like decentralized and taken away from the state via the blockchain. I mean, we've seen that with cryptocurrency. So I could see that happening individually with individual state institutions, but I'm not sure how you could do that on a centralized level. But I'm not really that good with the technical stuff, so maybe somebody smarter than me would have to figure that one out. All it is is a record of who owns what, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so there'd have no. to be some sort of... Um, I mean, you would probably argue there has to be some sort of enforcement agency that would say, mm-hmm. like, this is... This is... This, this is... This. is. <laughs> right. Right. This Whereas is I would say it could spontaneously sort of arise that, okay, we all sort of agree that, you know, property chain is the ultimate in authority on who owns what, and generally we all agree on that, and therefore we can kind of transact. Yeah, and, not and, everyone agrees, though. That's where you run into right. a problem. I mean, there's going to be conflicts. Yeah. The idea is that that's you know, where politics the least comes amount in. of conflict. Yeah, but um, I don't know that politics well, decreases when you, the amount of conflict. When you, when you have large groups that don't agree with that property distribution or don't agree with that system, don't agree with the blockchain, and then you have another large group that does agree with it. I mean, you you have it's almost like two political parties at that point. Like people want to do things different ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, Thank you, dude. did you get did you guys want to talk about Rand and the spending bill? Um, I really want to cover that. Yeah, we can talk about that. 
Yeah, it kind of ties into what I was talking about earlier with the drug prohibition. So I don't know if anybody saw it. The Congress passed a huge spending bill this week. Um, it was I ran said it was seven hundred pages. They got twenty four hours to look at it, which isn't even enough time to read it. Mm-hmm. They didn't get time to debate it. Uh, and Rand did a, you know, his big one of his big mini filibusters where he's up there on the Senate floor, just holding the floor, talking about deep political philosophy and the role, proper role of government, mm-hmm. and all these guys are just rolling their eyes and telling, you know, and then the Senate whip, the Republican whip, basically said, shut the fuck up. I mean, he said it in Congress terms, but it was like, you're wasting all of our time, this isn't going to affect the vote, just shut up. And uh, But Rand's grandstand got a lot of shares on media, it got a lot of talking on the radio, a lot of people saying, a lot of conservatives saying, you know, he's right, he was elected to go there and be the fiscal conservative, and this bill is like, brings back Obama-era spending levels, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it really shows the hypocrisy of Republicans. Did you see all the, did you see all the tweets where people were saying, like... You know, uh, we where is uh, where's Rand Paul's That was Pat Midler, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's what I wanted to I say like, to you Jesus, guys. Come. You know, Jesus that's how Christ. it ties into their previous topic because um, the, yeah, and, and that's one thing that's that's just disturbing. So that there's Bet Midler call it calling for violence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rand Paul was <laughs> like fucked up, dude. Yeah. And it's like everybody's just like, well, the alt right are the only people that are violent. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, yeah, the, it's, it's like it goes on on both sides, and, and violence should be shunned in in all occasions, except the, in self defense. The point is, you know, the tyranny, yeah, yeah. no doubt, no tyranny doubt. doesn't exactly. just come from government. Tyranny comes from all of the people that support all of these laws and all of this tyranny itself. So it's like our struggle is not just against the government and the congressman and the president. It's also against all of our neighbors who believe we need higher taxes, we need more regulations, we need more spending, we need more wars. You know, it's the people in our communities, the people around us, our family members. Like that's it's that mental battle with those people. Yeah. And, that and, we're and, and they're they're drug prohibitionists. It's people like that. So you have to be able to make your case and, and convert them over to your party or if you're a Liberty Caucus or a Republican Liberty Caucus, you could bring people in there. But and, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think I think about like half of people don't vote for the most part. And but they know, don't they don't affect policy. Well, yeah, but so what, dude? I mean, I think uh, you should just be real with all your neighbors, you know, <laughs> and you should, uh, you know, because I, I think once that like major, you know, attitude of, of the people um, prevails against prohibition, and I think we're going in that direction. I feel like that's that's all you need, and then government will fo- have to follow, you know, because they they want to get elected. Yeah, once attitudes change, so yeah, I mean, government follows. So yeah, I mean, you know, like I mean, I, I think there's a lot to be said for. Here's what you can do: you can talk to your fucking neighbor mm-hmm. uh, about all this shit and about all these ideas. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think that's really the best that anybody can do. It has to translate into political action, and that's where you were saying. Well, I'm I mean, not, if you, you do that, it will. Yeah. It, but if you do that, it will, because the, there me, are some hard. people that are driven to do that. <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, I mean like, there, there are some people that are not driven to get involved in all that bullshit. But that, if you're not voting and you're not pressuring the, the um, lawmakers to change the law, you're not you're not changing anything. The well, law is not going to peop- change. What about the cryptocurrency programmers who aren't voting but who are like destroying the central bank? Or are you not in favor? I wouldn't say they're destroying the central bank. They're threatening I think it. I think it's more of a novelty at this point. Uh, like I don't think it's you know I don't okay, see okay, any okay, I don't okay. see ninety nine point nine percent of the major businesses and cor- multinationals and corporations. 
right now embracing Bitcoin. They could in well, the yeah, future. Just like ninety nine point nine percent of people weren't using the internet in nineteen. 19- <laughs> Yeah, ninety five, yeah. and not to mention, it's not going to be here in the first world where we see this. It's going to be the developing world where they don't have banks and they actually need well, to use that the, technology. It, that's where you have higher percentages of adoption. Is exactly, in those places yeah. per capita. Yeah. No, I'm supportive of cryptocurrency. I think it's. I think it's a cool. Uh, I think it's neat. It's just. <laughs> Uh, I don't. <laughs> cool it, it, maybe the the adoption <laughs> okay, by so mainstream you, business is a ways down the line. Well, I mean, and it I is also starting. and I also see it as it gets uh, adopted. I see it possibly being brought into the financial system. You know, I mean, you already see integrated big with the existing financial system. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's still in its infancy, but you are seeing it getting uh, adoption from larger institutions. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, um, uh, Square. Are you familiar with the company Square? They do like payment processing. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an app similar to the more popular app, which is Venmo by PayPal. Yeah. So they have an alternative app called Cash, and they just added a new feature to it where you can purchase Bitcoin directly on the app. You don't even have to know anything about wallets or blockchains or any of that shit. You can just deposit your cash from your bank account and buy Bitcoin, and it just stays in your account. Yeah. And you can transfer it to a wallet if you're sophisticated enough to do that. Um, but, but I yeah. mean, there are inventors and like people like that who change society way more than politicians do. So, but I will say that I probably wouldn't be able to walk into a store and buy weed right now if it wasn't for people doing political shit that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I I understand that in this current system, there is there you know. I, I don't I don't uh, fault people for for trying to make life easier. You know John I mean? Vibe, stop showing for the state, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, and <laughs> well, I, it's, for me, it's, it's always I, I just like multiple vectors of attack for this sort of thing. Like yeah, yeah, no like doubt. like I tend to lean more towards your angle with the agorism stuff, um, but I do think you know like the political stuff that you're doing is is just as valuable. In some regards, it's also um, good for spreading ideas. I mean, look yeah, at yeah, like a lot of right. us wouldn't have been here had we not heard Ron Paul, or yeah, I wouldn't not. have been. No, so it's because a politician stood on a stage and said, "This is my idea for a free society." That I heard alternative ideas, well, although yeah. I knew something wasn't right. Well, I mean, I already knew like the system was well, broken. Yeah. Well, well, I was like, a, I was like, a socialist. <laughs> were you really? I yeah. started out as a commie too. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah, but but I mean, like I feel like everybody here believes in Kyle Wagner, and all, and and and, 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 and also believes in John Vibes. You know, as far as your your different approaches, so like everybody else here believes that politics is one thing that you can do, mm-hmm. and everybody else here believes in agorism is one thing that you can do. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I mean whatever. Yeah, works. I'm not one of those people who go around yeah. like shaming people for voting and shit like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. what I mean? it's, it's just voting not my. You, you know who, what, who wrote one of the best voting um, me too. The best pro politics. <laughs> it's so funny. One of the best pro politics articles I read ever was by Rothbard. It was Rothbard's on Sa- on Samuel Konkin the Third's uh, agorism strategy, and he he has a line in there where he's like, "Look, agorism isn't going to change things for car manufacturers and um, corporations, big." business like that the only route that's going to help the w2 wage worker is the political route like it's just it's way too big to have everything be underground black market stuff that's only good for 
maybe drugs now crypto a little bit but like uh, well, it's, it's also it's also good. It's, it's good if you're a plumber guns. but hold on let's it's let's good define it's, it's, terms later on okay, no, Kyle I, I just Kyle, want to address I, something I, yeah but okay, I, I wanted to say if you're a plumber taking cash yeah. or, if, if or you're a waiter plumber or, or like a that. fucking mechanic yeah I mean or fucking anything and it, for, as far as weed you know dude I, I like smoking <laughs> weed dude and and like uh, if, it, if it weren't for guys selling weed and, and taking the risk to sell weed you know I wouldn't have had weed hold on and but like to, those people so they're listen they're they're those after people are that, heroes, after dude. that debate that you're mm-hmm. talking about uh Konkin came up with an idea that wasn't really published it was just on some message boards that he posted about that um me and uh my writing partner Derek Bros talked about in our most recent book mm-hmm. and it was this idea of vertical and horizontal agorism or uh, extrovert and introvert agorism yeah. and that's basically whether or not you're willing to do illegal things or not yeah. so there are there is a path in agorism which is like starting a community watch group or, or, or a garden or something yeah. like that or just supporting alternative media yeah it's like the, is it the that, difference between like black market and gray market but hold on let me, can, let no, me ask a question a legal and, and illegal agorism let me ask there are you a things you can do that are legal. Yeah. So would you qualify something like Uber as a type of agorism when compared to like the cabbie system? Initially when it started, yeah. yes. And now it's become some state thing mm-hmm. where I just read that um they're trying to pass a law yeah, to this. make sure that they're the only autonomous cars that are allowed in cities. Yeah, yeah. That that if you you're not allowed to own your own autonomous car, it has to be Uber. Wait, so autonomous meaning we're, we're self-driving. 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 We're talking, yeah. we're talking so about different that, different topics now. They're looking that far in the future. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm just bringing up an example right, of yeah. why. Of, to, to me, Uber was a very innovative new capitalist business. It was legal. I don't think it was illegal to start. Right. There, that's why I wanted to find terms. Right. Well, when I, I mean, when I say something like when when I think of agorism. Or, or maybe, and maybe agorism isn't the right word, but I like things like Uber, like Airbnb. Disruptive technology. Disruptive technologies that yeah. circumvent established... Exactly. Like, monop- I mean, like state-established monopolies, like the cab industry, like uh, hotel licensing, yeah. like those sort of things. When you have... B&B, Airbnb. A- Airbnb, that's yeah. what I... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, disruptive technology, right. I think, is definitely a part of the, uh, you know, but introvert... The, disruptive technology that specifically undermines exactly. state licensing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And a company can go in a different direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would yeah. just call that entrepreneurship. I mean, these are innovative new things. That is what... That is a well, big but part of agorism. the distinction which is i mean like you can disrupt uh, like uh the the uh, i don't know like the the necklace industry with some crazy necklace it doesn't undermine the state yeah you know? well like, I mean, but, like but like something like i think uber did undermine the state in a sense because the cat the, the taxi system was a state basically that was highly state regulated and it basically deregulated the taxi it, system through technology and innovation, it undermined the the established taxi industry that you know, which was which created is, legally through yeah. through the system. Yeah, right. So they did this like through the technology. They basically deregulated the taxi industry. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm talking about. Is undermining those things. Do you call that agorism? I, like, yeah, I, 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 I would. <clears throat> um, that people would have disagreements about it, but I think that any anything that undermines the state and works to either take away laws or decentralize it in yeah. some way. Yeah. And like, if we could establish that, yeah, it did deregulate the uh, taxi industry, then yes, it was a, it, it, you know an agorist act. Okay. But 
if the if the company the company can go in a d- different direction yeah, and establish start... their own regulations to keep their own competition. Yeah, out. which yeah, that sucks. Yeah. What about um, uh, Silk Road? Would you? I would use that as an example of time, illegal. Yeah. But that would be illegal. But yeah. I'm, but you had asked, you know, what do the big corporations? How 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 does agorism help them? Well, that's just one example of that sort of in practice where it's it's legal. Like what mm-hmm. Uber's doing is technically legal for now and i think uber is awesome i mean i'm very supportive yeah. of that one uber of the beefs of the ca- I think I like cabbie more establishment now, to, be, to be honest the cabbie establishment was going look we have to pay very high insurance rates because these are business vehicles and you got all these people using their personal vehicle for business and they're getting personal insurance rates and it's not fair the insurance companies were complaining i think about that as well they're going Come on, you know, you're using your car all the time, driving people around. This is a much higher accident risk, yet you're paying personal insurance rates. So that's something where... Well, I mean, they should have the right to jack up those rates. Yeah. I, I think... And that's just I more think regulation. The there. more government regulation. <laughs> well, the government the does get involved, though, because the person goes... You know, that dispute between the insurance company and the person comes down to laws like the I mean, insurance company is going to say I, we want to charge you a special rate because you're an uber driver it's going to be a little bit higher rate um you know and then i guess i guess they can negotiate that otherwise we won't insure your car because it's an uber car maybe that's how they do I it i mean that's that's fine i mean i think that's fair whatever but yeah so the I government might... in that case wouldn't need to get necessarily need to get involved they where it would happen is if you had somebody that you know, if the insurance company didn't want to pay a claim because it was an Uber guy, you know, and then it ends up in court and it ends up the government has to settle that dispute with who's got, do you have to pay on this or not? Like, is the insurance company on the hook because it was a business crash? So it does end up in court. A lot of conflicts end up in court. So yeah, that's where regulation ends up a lot of times coming from. It's like, well, this is a problem. To, we have to put a rule in place. There ought to be a law. There ought to be a law. There ought to <laughs> be a law. Um, ready for the next? Did, are <laughs> we good on this on, yeah. the spending bill with the? Oh, I, though I have one more thing to say on that. You know they so were wait, like, is the government shutting down then? No, they were like <laughs> they <laughs> used that as leverage Every other day. to oh, ram it through. So like, ridiculous. They put a two-year spending bill through, being like, oh, the government's going to shut down. The government's, you know, and like, okay, well maybe it needs to shut down for a week so we can read and debate this bill. You know, and they gave the Democrats all kinds of crap for the Obamacare bill, which was rammed through without reading yeah. the bill. You know, and now the Republicans have Do done the, the same exact same thing. thing. I just and can't so, believe that people get legitimately upset. Like even like statists get legitimately upset when the government shuts down. It's ridiculous. It's like what they're putting. They're like closing some fucking parks. Yeah, the monuments. <laughs> so, you can't see the World War II monument. Sorry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, fuck yourself. Like, they're not, like, you know, bringing the troops home for a day. No, the, bomb, like, the that bombs would be all still drop. Yeah, exactly. The I mean, bombs it, it, still drop. The text yeah. messages are still being recorded at the yeah. NSA. Yeah. I mean, all the awful things that we, we talk about are still being rampantly done, yeah, so... They, right. yeah, I, I heard about people getting arrested during the government shutdown, so... <laughs> yeah. I, I, right? I well, that. it was just the federal government, right? So it didn't affect state and local government, so all those the police departments were still fully functional and yeah. everything else. But the FBI, they probably um, made some You know, Army-Navy basketball games get canceled, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Just the shit people like to fuck with them, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, well, that's uh, probably by design. 
Yeah, but I think that the this is a great opportunity for an outside party like the Libertarian Party to point out the hypocrisy of the Republican Party pretending to be the limited government party. You know, these people just they gotta be nice about it. I use the term like they lob softballs to us, like they screw up all the time. I just heard like now they're saying that Syria didn't actually have chemical weapons. Assad didn't actually do a chemical weapon attack. Who was that? Who admitted that? Who saw that coming? Right. I mean, and and here you know. We've, whether they admit it or not, we've sent lots of troops to Syria. We've been behind all kinds We're of airstrikes over there. You know, you're destabilizing the Assad regime. ISIS has flourished under the the period of you know destabilization. So like, it's been a huge clusterfuck, right? So like, as a libertarian party, like all we have to do is just hammer these guys all the time for how stupid and incompetent they are. Like, it's really a good position to be in as outsiders, because you, you can be like, so. none of this is our fault, because we're not but in first charge. first, you gotta know where Aleppo is. Yeah, That's the right. problem. Well, <laughs> and, and, not, and not waste your What's time that? arguing over, like, age of consent laws, and instead, oh, you know, like, we are so mired in just, like, infighting instead of actually, like, attacking our political opposition, which is the Republican and the Democratic parties. Yeah. You know, we if, if, as a movement, if we want to coalesce into a party, like, we can really do some damage we can get somewhere because these people make so many mistakes and they're so incompetent mm-hmm. and this debt is one day going to blow up in our face and we can say i told you so you know what we've so. been telling you so mm-hmm. we've been telling you you cannot keep running up trillion dollar debt every year adding trillions to the debt you we you have to fund social security and medicare or get rid of those programs or, or privatize them but you can't run a government like this so like yeah. it's a great position to be outsiders throwing bombs or throwing rocks at the establishment. Mm-hmm. It's fun, you know, because yeah. they're so stupid. <laughs> but we don't take advantage. It, huh? it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't see much of that, and that's why it's been hard for me to get excited about things going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. The uh, Stark. The Stark. Stark the stock market. Yeah, the stock market crashed. It's a Game <laughs> yeah. of Thrones. Tra- no, uh, <laughs> dude, I, I I bought a couple weed stocks like the day before that shit tanked because I got on there for the Robin Hood thing because I got like the free crypto and they gave you a free stock with it. So I mean, I like, like, isn't isn't it time to buy in when it tanks? Well, yeah, yeah, but it was right before it tanked. So I I, I bought like <laughs> you know like I bought like twenty thousand dollar Bitcoin, on. but it was only twenty dollars worth. So I I got like um. I got like 20 bucks of some weed stock, but the thing was, is like, I tried to buy it on a weekend and it was like, yeah, your order will be placed when the market opens. And I was like, what the fuck is this market open shit? This, this is ancient. Like, like, did you But buy- anyway, you I, I didn't mean this, to take it into. You forgot that not every market is 24 hours. Like yeah, crypto exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, but, but did you buy any more after it tanked? No, I was I was done with that. I just like stopped fucking with that app. I was well, like, I, like, after, like, I just got on there to though? get the free stock, man. I just got on there to get the free stock. I was gonna say because I don't think they're uh, I don't think you can buy crypto on on Robinhood in Maryland. Not yet, yet. not yeah. yet, no. Yeah. But I I got on there because you you got to get on the waiting list early, and there was a oh, promotion really? where like you sign up if if you do it from your friend's referral link, you got a free stock, hmm. and they were telling you it was gonna be like Apple or some shit, and I got it was like some three dollar stock. <laughs> and then they hooked me in to like spend a couple bucks. Yeah, and bastards. That's how it always works. Yeah. But anyway, I didn't mean to take it out in the left field again. <laughs> That's all good. I mean, it was related to the timing. We had a what a thousand point day down, mm-hmm. and then it went up six hundred, and then down like twelve hundred, or down another thousand. So it's it ended like up like five hundred though, right? I like didn't see that. Day. I thought I thought well, not, Friday, not from its not from its 
high. I well, thought Friday I, yeah, was a big saying, down day. It ended day. up f- plus five hundred from this. Like it almost barely made even from what I was from what I was. No, no they're it down. Still hasn't recovered. Yeah, the stock market, the Dow's down. I don't know, Shit. two thousand points from where it was, I think, or something like that. I don't but know what you're reading, bro. you know, a lot of the advisors are saying, "Well, this correction was overdue," and yeah, this is well, this Peter Schiff's like, "I told you guys, yeah, He's <laughs> every day for shit. the past." Ten years. <laughs> we we shouldn't. Uh, Peter's notorious for celebrating too quickly, too early. And, and uh, are you guys anti shift now? Since he's anti crypto, I just not- think he's kind of stupid on that issue yeah. and ignorant. And I I heard a story from the Nexus conference where somebody from the crowd jumped up and was like, "Have you even ever fucking read the Satoshi white paper?" And he's like, "No." And a whole bunch of people like took the the, the travel white paper that they had in their pockets and were like throwing it at him. Oh my god. No. Yeah. Yeah, he's like public enemy number one for crypto, which is well, hilarious because he's traditionally been like a libertarian-leaning financial guy. Well, well he has... Sh- oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying just people sh- uh, were sharing the video of him like crushing Alex Jones when he was on the Alex Jones show the other day. It was oh, pretty yeah. funny, yeah. Crushing was, Alex Jones. Yeah, like in his... Because like, Alex Jones trying to say, well, Donald Trump's, you know, he's, he's fixing the economy. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And, and Peter Schiff's like, no, like, you're yeah. stupid. Like, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, I, I still like Peter Schiff. It's just... I think a lot of this is just the fact that he runs like a gold hedge fund. That's what fund, I was yeah. say. And he's just like, well, this could bring because honestly, I, I I do think there's a possibility that crypto will kind of make gold irrelevant as far as yeah, uh, as far as like a hedge. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to completely get rid of it because it's a physical thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's not subject to like EMP. Everybody's waiting for the EMP. I was just <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, honestly, if there's an EMP, we have worse things to worry about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, so you're saying gold has proven itself to be legit throughout time. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, and, and, and it looks like it's it's still going to be a, uh, a good store of value. It's, it's easier, but it's easier to acquire and transact with cryptocurrency. Yeah, no doubt. So... You know, it's easier if you're, especially if you're like, you know, evading tax. <laughs> well, yeah, easier. and not even that. It's if easier. you're like a, a third world farmer right, trying right. to cross a border from a dictator and you don't want all of your, uh, you know, things stolen yeah. like they did with the Jews in Nazi Germany where they were like ripping gold teeth out and shit right, like yeah. that, Damn, they could yeah, just remember point. a couple of like words Hatch, and yeah. be Dude, good. Now you're, now you're shelling for Jews. <laughs> yeah. oh my God, man! I, I was always See, I, a podcast. Title. Now yeah. I'm gonna have to Get start virtue signaling again and shit, man. Dude, it's all right. We have the Jew card right here. All right, we're good. Yeah, Jew card, ladies and gentlemen. I was. Oh yeah, Jerry Snyderman. Oh yeah. I was kind of confused oh, yeah. about what direction like uh, the currency was. Go- <laughs> our, our currency was gonna go. Like, is it inflationary or deflationary? Like, what's in our future? And I was always in the inflation camp because. Ron Paul is like, they're going to print a zillion dollars and it's going to destroy the currency. Mm-hmm. And then it's like been 10 years and that hasn't happened. So I've tried to really understand our monetary system. And, and what I've come to is like, it's based on debt. Mm-hmm. And we have, so we have this debt bubble and we have, and if this debt goes bad or people think it's going to go bad and it's not just uh, government debt, it's corporate debt, it's student loans, yep. it's yeah. mortgages, it's Fannie and Freddie's debt. All this debt, like, if this goes bad, you know, all of a sudden people think, I'm not going to get paid back. You know, it's deflationary. If people right? bad, realize bad it's bad. Debt, if, if money is based on debt, when, when debt evaporates, doesn't the money, like, 
that wealth that we've recognized on our books as receivables or bonds do, you have to write that off, take a loss. Like it just extinguishes so much. To me, that's a deflationary depression, like the Great Depression, where the stock market crashed. And, you know, I would think that the bond market would crash. I would think interest rates would skyrocket. So I would see that being a deflationary depression. Then maybe the Fed would crank on the printing press trying to reflate the bubble, and then you would get the inflation. So that's kind of the future that I now think makes sense is the deflation before the inflation i'm just not seeing you know as many as much money as the fed has created um i haven't seen the skyrocketing prices i mean gas i remember gas was at four dollars a gallon now it's like 250 so it's actually way lower yeah and gas is one of the most important commodities in our entire economy if you want to just look at one price they um i don't know how much this matters but in the past couple years the um the technology that they use to extract uh, oil has apparently gotten ridiculous, and that they apparently there's a not a supply problem at all. Like apparently really? they have oil falling out their asses, everybody, yeah. and apparently that might be the low price. I don't I don't know that deep into it though. I haven't seen anything I would call hyperinflation. Any nothing like what Venezuela is experiencing with the thousand percent a month. It to me it's been pretty steady. I haven't seen people's pay paychecks skyrocketing. I haven't seen prices going up ridiculously. A beer now, like a nice beer used to maybe be three dollars, now it's five dollars. So there's it's not that there's been none, but there I was expecting when I was well, groceries have been going know, up though. Yeah, like groceries going up I mean I mean when you see Say going up. I mean, I'm not. They haven't doubled, tripled. No, no. I'm not yeah. saying not we're. I'm not saying we're in hyperinflation. Right. Yeah. Your hundred dollar bill is but now maybe one thirty or something. But we're is always that... at that point where yeah, I mean, but... there's so much manipulation in the, uh, by governments and the, the autonomous banks like the Federal Reserve. I mean, we're at any moment. What what happens if if China were to cash in all of our bonds? Well, they don't want to do that because that's an asset that they have on their books. They don't want to destroy their own asset. But but, but what if, if it comes down to it and they just want to go ahead and they do it? Like, what yeah. if Trump pisses them off enough? Trump has some type of, <laughs> of economic sanctions he places on China? I, and what, I mean, at what well, point? I mean, it's, we're just subject to this thing that, well, it could happen, like a nuclear yeah. bomb, just like, well... And that's, okay. why I'm a, that's why I'm a gold bug, personally. Yeah, I, because I, I, I'm I really, not against gold whatsoever. Yeah. I like the fact that, that, you know, I would like to own gold and I'm looking into purchasing gold. But I also have, you know, cryptocurrency. I, I mean, I well, think there is it's, an it's interesting observation. There was an interesting observation made after this recent crash happened, where the price of gold barely really moved. Yeah, yeah, it actually went down a little bit. Yeah, it went down. However, I was surprised because I'm thinking normally when stocks go down, people get scared, they buy gold. But there was an uptick in. In Bitcoin it specifically, did go up a little, yeah. Oh. Now, I mean, hey, correlation does not equal causation. Well, yeah. and Dude, Bitcoin moves. I, I was oh, I always think back to um, like I, I, I. It took me until very re- well, very recently to really put into Bitcoin, but I've been following it for a really long time, and oh. I remember <laughs> you got to be kicking yourself. Oh, big time, big yeah. time. We all are. Remember when the Cyprus <laughs> thing happened? <laughs> The yeah, site, yeah. the so run on the banks in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. That the the research can Forgot be done that. on this because I remember I was looking at my phone sitting in a hotel in New York, like a- after a party, and uh, it jumped from twelve dollars to sixty five dollars in that weekend. Bitcoin, wow. Bitcoin. The wow. weekend that Cyprus had the run on the banks. Yeah. Now I know correlation doesn't equal causation, but but like, it's certainly some strong evidence in that's, in the favor. Well, yeah. that was like the 
the first that was bitcoin's first bull flag right there yeah you know what i'm saying and that was at the same day uh-huh. that the cypress shit went down yeah so Could've that related. is crazy yeah, yeah. i mean it was contagion they were afraid that that was going to spread to other european countries right the banking the <clears throat> bank run slash bail-ins i mean they were keeping depositors money yeah you know <laughs> i mean that's what they well they didn't have it it was gone yeah so yeah. they're like we can't yeah. pay you right um of course, in our system, they just call the Fed and the Fed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy. Yo, Fed, uh, our, you know, we can't dog. have bank. Like, Types we, of numbers into my bank account. Yeah, I mean that the whole system is designed to protect from bank runs because you know banks are playing games with depositors' money. Yeah. So instead of the correction wasn't okay, we have to make sure they're not playing games and make sure they meet their legal obligations. The correction was let's set up a printing press system so that whatever cash people need, we can just create. Yeah, I mean, it was just, so they, it's nuts. But yeah. anyway, <coughs> all right, um, micro breweries yeah. in Baltimore. Apparently, there's some shit going down. Yeah. Phil, do you want to talk about it? Or well, you want me to I mean, talk I don't have it? all the exact things, but I know uh, a few days ago I saw a post by, I think it was RAR Brewery. It's dude, in, it's who's going to fucking bring the documents, dude? I know. R-A-R's R-A-R's pretty I, great. So uh, RAR had this this post about um, about something where they're, in Maryland they were trying to lower the amount of allowable, I guess, kegs or, or I forget the percent uh, yeah, uh, barrels barrels of, of, of beer that they could produce and mm-hmm. it seems to be all stemming from you know in Maryland you know there's a he, I mean going back you know 100 years almost you know during prohibition time prohibition times you know they called Maryland the free state it's that's our nicknames because of alcohol we were the only state in the union that didn't have prohibitionary laws why? already on the book before the act, the federal prohibition is that true? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, that's why it's called the. Free I've state. always wondered why they would call Maryland the free state. Yeah, so because we a, I'm like we're like <laughs> we're like it's it's if you look at the freedom index, uh, they have going around like Maryland's like ranked like 46 or something out of the whole nation of like yeah. the, the least free state. Wow. And or, or we went eight, we went 80 percent to Hillary Clinton and just yeah. let that. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's just every, <laughs> right. That's exactly. what let that's that Maryland. Let that sink so, in. Let that load sink in. But we're like the top in the nation for for when it comes to alcohol just because we're not racist bro (laughs) like we're like top in like alcohol freedom and so there's like so many great breweries in maryland and uh guinness just it's right across the street from where i live they open up a new brewery it's the first brewery since the 1950s in in like the united states and it's open up right there on the patapsco river and um apparently they're not it seems to be like what everyone's talking about is that they were the ones kind of like getting kind of government protection from yeah. this from this new from this new law that they're trying to introduce into the Senate. My understanding was there was a 500 barrel limit on these mm-hmm. breweries in order to get Guinness here in Maryland they lifted that limit to 2000 barrels cuz Guinness has a larger brewery. Yes. Now they want to return it to 500 and give Guinness the exception so yes. Guinness can produce still produce the 2000 barrels so and everybody insane, else everybody dude. else has to pay do 500 barrels. That's and fucking like, insane. Right, and, and it's not just that there's also limits on the hours their tap rooms can be open they make okay. them close at 10 okay, unless so- you were grandfathered in you were an older brewery then you can stay up until midnight or something but yeah. they micromanage the crap out of and these small the businesses yeah. you know and to me it's a no-brainer like we want to um make things easier on business we want to deregulate we don't want all these stupid rules just let people sell whatever they can sell and and let's stay out of their hair mm-hmm. 
But it so, seems to be like Guinness is pushing this with the backing of the Maryland state government because in, in, in return, it's just hurting all the local breweries that were like, right. I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking Big Punisher by Jailbreak, which is, you know, like 10 minutes from our house right down on Route 1. And yeah, it's, I'm not going to say I know, like, is if, is Guinness behind the bill well, to res- restore the restrictions? I, I or think, is this control freak Democrats who just want to... I think like, it's what, what's think driving it's, that. Like, I think it's both. I think it was kind of like this agreement they had off the book before Guinness was like, "Look, I'll buy your sixty-acre property off the old Diego, Diego, whatever, um, yeah. you know, brewing company, whatever that was there before." That's Why wouldn't been, they just give Guinness an exception to begin with? And be like, okay, that limit doesn't apply to you. I Come think, on cause, in, because I think I think a lot of breweries in Maryland. I mean, it's very prevalent in Maryland, and yeah. I think they would have been. I think they were very welcome. Like they welcomed Guinness. They were like, you know, a lot of the breweries all around Maryland were like, cool, yeah, like let's more is better. Like and the, and so they lifted these these stupid laws. And then finally, now Guinness is here, and they're open up. Their tap rooms already opened up. Their temporary tap room. They're already building the the new one that's supposed to come out, I believe, in the the summertime. Yeah. And it's it's like they're almost we're like, okay, cool. Now that we're here. We want exclusive, you know, exclusive, you know, we want to be the big guy in Maryland. They may so, want it, the protectionism. So they are like, I've also heard that there could be a union component as far as... Uh, I didn't hear that. I don't know. Well, I, I've listened to a lot of talk radio, and, and I just... I think people are searching for who is behind the drive to regulate the crap out of these small breweries. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, other than the people who initiated the bill, who introduced the bill, and I believe House Speaker Mike, Michael Bush is... Um, also behind the regulation drive. And he's a guy that's been in, if you guys don't know who he is, he's a very powerful guy, um, Democrat in the Maryland House. Yes. And he is a uh, control control freak kind of guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. a, an interventionist or progressive. What is the, I just don't understand the need to regulate these like there's not even like something you can feign. Like we're protecting the children. Well, like they have I don't exception. know. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know. Aside from like power, I mean that's it's the only like thing good that makes for sense. the economy or something. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, it, jobs, it jobs. Sucks. It sucks in Maryland. Like right now, like today, I had to go drive. We're in Baltimore County right now, but I had to drive across the border to Howard County to get beer because Baltimore County is not allowed to sell alcohol, which drives unless, me nuts. Unle- yeah, exactly. Unless you're attached to a bar, then you can sell. Yeah. You can sell. You know, like beer and whatever. Uh, you know, the listeners don't know our goofy rules. Although yeah. all the other states have, they have a lot of goofy yeah. rules too. Is pretty bad too. They have like ABC Sorry, stores where you, <laughs> you know, you have yeah. to be a government, yeah, monopoly but it's weird. store. It's weird. To... Like, and there's like one Seven Eleven that you can buy beer from in Maryland. That's an old elegant city that yeah. you can buy beer from, but no other Seven Eleven you're allowed to buy beer from. It's, Why is that? Why is that they, they dumb, can do that? It's just dumb Puritan laws, and like no one understands really why. I mean, there's really is it because they sure maybe have been there, doing it before there was a law or something? No. I don't know. I have no we clue. Used to get, we used to get beer and wine Wait, from 7-Eleven. There's one 7-Eleven that I'm aware of that you can it, buy beer from in this whole entire tri-county area where between Anne Arundel County, Baltimore County, and Howard shit, County. I didn't know this existed. Well, you need a special yeah. license to sell beer, maybe. Well, the, the licensing is so weird in this city because like, I, I spent a lot of time throwing raves in Baltimore, and the weirdest thing that I came across was this place that we used to do after parties at, and it was the only well paradox used to be able to stay open um it late yeah uh because they were grandfathered in like before and a couple of the gay clubs uh they they managed to do that for the same reason hmm. but i came across this place that's that where, was a dress store during the day it was some like thrift dress store 
uh, down on like Mulberry Street or something like Mulberry that. Mulberry Street. And uh, <laughs> what part they, of town is that in? Um, like down down by like Utah and um, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of in the hood and stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so um, the they had a liquor license for people to come in there, live music, BYOB, until like six in the morning. And wow. I didn't wait a thrift restaurant. Yes, and I looked, <laughs> I looked at every bar, every club in the city, and the only place that had remotely anything like that was the Paradox, which was grandfathered in, and seventeen twenty two, which was grandfathered in. Wow. And uh, but for some reason, this random dress store had this <laughs> liquor license to for people to BYOB. That's... It's it's out. I so it's I don't know. What's up you want to get city. shitty and go look at dresses? It's <laughs> crazy. And so like a lot of the breweries in Maryland have been posting this thing like we need to fight this. Like this is kind of bullshit. Like it's yeah. and it's true. It's just like Guinness rolls in and everyone's like, this is awesome. And like it's right across the street from my house. It's like yeah. Guinness. You know, it's a huge thing. I, I mean, I should have seen this coming. Some type of protectionism. You know, protectionism. Why, yeah. Yeah. So. And that's where the fil- that's where the fil- that's where it applies to philosophy. I've been drinking Poli- a lot. That's where it applies tell. to political philosophy. <laughs> Dude, I know what you meant here. You know, it's a it's an isolated story that a local story that we can talk about, but we can apply the philosophy to it, the philosophy of liberty, or I would say liberalism, true liberalism, which is laissez-faire, let it be, mm-hmm. let them do what they want to do and run their own business, versus the interventionism, which is more controlling and regulating. And it's just dumb. Like the whole thing in itself is just dumb. Like. Why you? It's it's funny because you can also have kids in breweries, and it's it's weird. It's weird how that's the exception. God forbid. I know. You know, and it's an awful thing that people like always rail against. When people go to breweries, they hate the fact that there's kids allowed in there, but that's what they're allowed to. I mean, it's kids weird. can be in like the Ruby Tuesday and I shit. Work, so like, what's the difference? Yeah, yeah. Like, dude. I, yeah, I work. I work next to uh, Monument City Brewing Company. You ever had like Rye Fifty One or um, I can't remember the other ones right now. But anyways. It's awesome, and like they have, they, yeah, they let like kids in there. It's cool though, and they'll let like dogs and shit. Yeah, a lot. It's, of, it's oh fucking yeah, cool, yeah. man. And they're, they're not, that's awesome. They're I'm not about getting that. the kids, yeah, dude. They're cool not getting the kids drunk. No, no, no. right? No. But it's just like so kids running cares? around where there are drunk people. It's right. like I would never bring my kid to a brewery. I mean, I mean it's, it's dumb. It's it, it's just in like I, it's not like a it's not like you have like twenty year olds running or twenty one year olds running yeah. around in there. Like it's. Mostly a, adult adults. I'll tell you one thing. One place I can think of uh, the strip club. I don't know if I would want children in the strip club. How do you guys feel about wow. that? Uh, um, uh, as long as they're no, not there I with their parents. <laughs> so wait, they, wow. <laughs> wait, you what? know, you know <laughs> what I mean? I, don't know. I just felt I'm like trying, saying I was, that. I was trying to think of a place. That would be awkward as shit, yo. I mean, that's the only reason, really, why. Like, <laughs> yeah, if they just like wandered in. No, like, it's like eight, two kids in a trench coat. You know, like, like, like here's here, son. Like, check this out. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Personally, I would never allow my children to go. I, first of all, I don't go to strip clubs because they're like a waste of money. So I don't even. I don't go to that shit. I don't pay some woman to give me blue balls you, either <laughs> yeah, you're no sealing doubt. the deal or that's mm. it you know so it's like yeah. fuck that i'm not giving some some dundalkian whore all my money <laughs> for no reason dundalkian whore should that be the podcast name we apologize to the to the strippers in the audience whore sounds like something from game of thrones we apologize to the strippers in the audience that's just that's just me i was just speaking for phil dassing over here but anyway but no but i wouldn't let my kids i would never ever let my kids in there but 
I don't, as opposed to most people who would go off and say, oh, there needs to be law. There doesn't need to be another well, law. Well, maybe the strip club owner could say, there hey, you go. take your eight-year-old out of here. This is making the girls uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> but no. But, right. back, but, but yeah, if a 16, 17-year-old wants to walk in there, I mean, why the hell not? If their yeah. idea is fake enough, it's, it's good enough. It's fake yeah, enough. Honestly. Their idea is fake. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, geez. But no, but like, so this whole regulation thing, it just goes to show like how just dumb the rules are for certain things. And it just, it literally makes no sense whatsoever. And the fact that now these, these companies feel like they're under attack because of this protectionism from, and I, I'm clear, I'm, it's clear as day to me that Guinness had a hand in this. Why all of a sudden where they rolled back these rules and then all of a sudden Guinness moves in, now they're rolling them, now they're like pushing them forward again. Yeah, they want to re regulate. They want to. Yeah. They want to restore the regulations that were there which before. Is, which is back in the 70s and 80s. I mean, everyone, every, like most libertarians know about Flying Dog out in uh, Frederick because of, you know, the issue of, of uh, Raging Bitch beer uh, that um, they have where, you know, government said they wouldn't, I don't know. There's a huge thing. A, a Reason has a whole video about it, I believe. Because of profanity? Yeah, the profanity what? on Raging Bitch, and um, which is a great beer. Um, you should everyone should drink it. Was it a dog That's reference? ridiculous. Nah. They have a dog on the front. Well, I mean, flying oh, so, dog yeah, is yeah. the name of the place, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, so it's a dog reference. So, but, it, but a lot of it, there's a whole thing. You can go on a reason. You'll find it anywhere. Like most libertarians know about that. But I mean, there, I literally live within a mile of two breweries now. Guinness being one of them, and it's every one of them seems to be coming out now, posting this thing like we need to fight this because so, it's just not fair. Yeah, it's uh, one bill they want, they support. One bill deregulates. Yeah, I wish it it's had like the numbers in front 502 of me. And, and the other. Uh, Versus like 102. Or 508, and the bad one is 1052. So now I gotta like remember that. three digit numbers? Fuck. Are you no, gonna right? call your representative anyway? <laughs> Realistically. <laughs> Who is my representative? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you gotta look it up. You could send emails to them. It's not, you Whatever. know. If you care enough, you can do that. But <laughs> oh. they won't listen. Maybe I will. And they'll send you back an automated <laughs> thing I'll with use. a stamp oh, they, signature. They, they do listen. They don't listen to you individually, but if they get 500 emails of people saying, hey, support the local breweries, then they're like, oh, my yeah, constituents are blowing me up. If they get up, 500 yeah. emails, but if, they get a so, few, few thousand in, in, in kickback. What matters? It, it's the outrage. They, they, they. Oh, they, yeah, they do. They won't. They care. do. They don't care about. No, you, gotta, they I don't care about your works, individual man. email, but they care <laughs> about the five hundred emails. They really do. I did get a response when I wrote. I, I wrote in like maybe like I don't know ten years. Excuse me, like <laughs> seven or what? No, I was just reading Phil, Phil Proctor. Seven comment. or eight years ago, or Wait, something. Whoa. When I whoa. Okay, sorry. Uh, I lost my train of thought. Whatever. I, I wrote in. I wrote into like uh, my congressman about something. I forget what the fuck it was. You want more socialism? Forum. No, no, no. This was like when I was a libertarian. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe I wasn't an anarchist yet, though. I don't know. But and I actually did get a response because I got a reminder on Facebook, like you know, fa like I guess I posted about. Oh, I actually got a response from a fucking politician, mm. and I it was like eight years ago or something. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but. Well, what do you remember? What you wanted? Did they listen I told, to you? Actually, it was I, it was probably like drug war related. I would guess. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Phil but Proctor. Phil Proctor. What, what, Sorry. What were you I, saying? I mean, Phil Proctor commented. Yeah. He said, "I love Dundalkian horse." <laughs> oh hell yeah, Phil Proctor, you rule, dude. You're fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. dude th hell those yeah. are my old stomping grounds, man. The Dundalk. That's unfortunate. I have nothing but good things to say about them. <laughs> we got away with a lot of shit there. <laughs> Until the cops found out and raided the place. Okay, okay dude, <laughs> fucking Alexis lives in Dundalk. Allegedly. 
Alexis lives well, in Dundalk. Well, no, Dundalk. the statute of yeah. limitations is on Dundalk. I'm not disparaging Dundalk. They're good That's people. That's unfortunate. They're uh, good. Good fine electorate, sure. right? Yeah, good <laughs> fine people. No, like, I, I used I, to I, sell them people a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Allegedly. The statute of limitations is up. We're good. <laughs> like, like I, I played a lot of shows. Over I just in wrote Dundalk. a book about it. <laughs> Dundalk was was pretty. What cool. is the statute of limitations yeah. on selling drugs? Five so years. I, I really bad to yeah. say about that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so <laughs> the book ends in 2011, <laughs> and that's when I quit. That's when of I. Course. That's when I gave up because that's when I like got into activism, and I was like, "Do I really want this target on my back?" Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. So good call. Want to talk about Corinne? Corinne. Corinne Gaines. What is that again? Uh, She was a woman who was, I don't know if she was officially a sovereign citizen, but I would describe her as a sovereign citizen, someone who did not acknowledge the authority of police. Uh So she would drive around her car, instead of a license plate, she had a cardboard, piece of cardboard in the back that was like, I don't need a license. (laughs) She was awesome. That's a truth. You know, the cops pull her over and there's YouTube videos of her talking to the cops at this traffic stop. And she's basically just, you're... You're hostile for it. Why are you pulling me over? I don't know who you guys are. And they're like, well, we're the police. Like, we have badges. And she's like, that doesn't mean anything to me, you know? Yeah. So um, it ended up, they went to serve her a warrant at her house. uh, And she picked up her son and a shotgun. And basically, there was a standoff. Um, And I don't know, at some point, she may have, according to police, she pointed the gun at them. And at that point, they killed her. Mm -hmm. So that was the incident. Now, fast forward a year I mean, this was maybe last year, I'll say. Uh, her family is suing the um, whatever county it was in. It was right... I'm in Baltimore County. I think it may have been Baltimore County. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, point is they're suing for $4 million for wrong, wrongful death. So it'll be interesting to see if they get awarded that. Uh, just in, you know... In my opinion, like you're just acting crazy. Like you know damn well that's the police. You, if you point a gun at the police, they're gonna light you up nine times out of ten. Um, I don't think her kid was hurt, fortunately. But anyway, so it's a mess, you know. Well, I mean, but we it, do just have even you admit it. We do just have the police's side of the story with that, and really no kind of video from that encounter. Right. So we just have their excuse, essentially. Right, but we do have a lot of audio of her, and I think they, they might have, I don't know if they have footage of it. They, they have body cameras, but this might have been before they started doing body cameras frequently. But um, So they, they may have audio, they may have video, but we do have audio of her traffic stop, and it's just like if you were to imagine how someone would respond if they thought that the police were a gang of armed robbers. Well, that's how, I, like, I, I was cheering her on man like i mm-hmm. i thought that i think that if more people had the guts to do that i don't have the guts to do that that's why i was looking at her like a hero because no, I, that's the the anarchist in you well yeah because i i do think that those people don't have the authority to pull me over for stuff when i haven't hurt anybody and stuff you, you know this yeah. whole traffic well, i could make situation. a property rights argument of it which is you're using their street and you're subject to the rules of their road while you're on their road what was she pulled over for? Oh, speeding or not having proper license or something like that. Well, yeah, she did have a license plate that was cardboard and said, I don't need <laughs> one. So. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she, it's a very... Yeah, it's you're a, good. If you're, like, if you're just... I'm into psychology. I like the, the philosophy. If you really want to watch that YouTube interaction, it's bizarre. You will never see a traffic stop like that. Like, it's just like, you know, 
she just does not admit that they have any authority. She won't accept that they and have that's any the authority. Truth. That's the truth. I mean, I would. I, I, no, I just I cower like a like. I just cower when they come to my you know car. Usually, it's because I don't want to get searched, and I just try to do what I can to get out of the situation. Yeah. But if, if I were speaking my truth, I would have been exactly like she was. No, but, that's how I, feel. I mean, it's a personal choice to accept their authority or not accept it. You know, I choose to accept it. It's like, okay, they're the cops. They have their badges. They're doing their job. And I'm like, oh, I was going 15 miles over. Yeah. I'm sorry. I get my ticket and I go on but with yeah, my day. But yeah, it's not like that for everybody. I, I mean, even like, when, like, even just looking like me, you get fucked up. And I, I definitely don't hide, you know, anything. But... Well, if you're if you're if you have um, illegal drugs on you, that is going to escalate your anxiety level through the roof. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I mean that that's like I I do I seem like the kind of person who would ever hurt somebody. No, but you do seem like the per- kind of person that might possibly have <laughs> weed on you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no yeah. doubt. Yeah. I mean, if I was a cop, I'd be like. I don't know. This guy looks a little suspicious. Exactly. <laughs> That's like the understatement of the night. <laughs> this guy Just smells weed. dank. Dude, I got asked for weed when I stopped for gas on the way here by yeah. a dude with a grill at a gas station. So. Amazing. Amazing. But I feel yeah. like our uh, authority is kind of arbitrary these days. Ugh. It's almost like it's almost like a fiat power, right? I don't know. That's well, that is the definition of. Because I mean, think is, about it. Like right? you know, even like Isn't back that what fiat essentially means it's like just yeah, government mandated. <laughs> yeah, People think well, that fiat just means fake, like not yeah. gold. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just try to think like because like at least I was just randomly you guys are talking about that. I'm sitting, I'm sitting there thinking in my head about who has authority and who has privilege. But I'm like, wait a minute. Back then, like authority came from because people believed it was the divine right. Like it came from God. Like God. Like the ultimate power in the universe god is the one yeah, who chose that the was the church now it's just like eh, we elect you and you can rule us yeah the church just, the church used to say it came from god yeah so it's like um, now it's like even and, i have even less respect for authority than i would have back then because being a god-fearing person back then i mean it's like it shit. comes from it comes from the people or from the majority of the people it comes from the will of the majority of the people sort of most people acknowledge <laughs> that these people are the government and that they're the legitimate authority. <sighs> and so, you know, you can choose to acknowledge that or what choose not to acknowledge it. What about people became the majority of people who thought the earth was flat? Would yeah. you accept their authority? I mean... Would uh, you accept the fact that you could be burned for saying the world was round? I mean, I we do admit if, that majorities do very <laughs> bad things, right? I mean, they can, yeah. They can also do good things. I mean, you know, if and yeah. a lot of libertarians don't put this in, they don't think about it this way. But what if the minority is actually like psychotic killers or criminals? We put those people in jail so they don't hurt anybody else, and the rest of us civilized individuals, the majority of well-behaved, law-abiding citizens, are out here free. You know, so Wait, what world is that in? Well, I mean, it. It's partially our world. I mean, I know there are a lot of like I there said, are a I lot live of, in fear. There with are my, with my drugs. In I know my car. you do, but there are a lot of people in jail <laughs> who belong in jail who actually really did hurt someone who actually really. But it, we, we just talked about how what is it forty percent at least at least forty percent of people are in jail for nonviolent crimes. All right, well, I, that, I, leaves I, I, with, I, that leaves you with sixty percent okay, okay, of okay. assholes. Oh, I think no, I think it's know. seventy. Per, my numbers are seventy percent nonviolent uh, cr- criminals I, in jail. I I, re, I don't know, man. You're gonna have to look that up i don't think so 
Well, I, I don't mean, think that's uh, correct. We'll, it's we'll hard to, to do get. Our homework it's and, and it's and very hard to get statistics because yeah. you've got federal prison yeah. system. I agree. Statistics. statistics. Then you've got the state prison system, which is which is separate, and then you've got fifty different state prison systems. That was you. So but I think, but uh, you're, you're also looking at, at government's own statistics. You know, the same government that finds oh, itself not guilty of doing any wrongdoing all the and time. And they classify like drug dealers as violent criminals. They classify anybody who has a gun on their really? possession with drugs as violent criminals. Really? Well, it depends on what statistics you're looking at. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why we have such a vast. Uh, hmm. di that's one of the reasons. Uh, I, mean, I didn't know that. You know, other than outside of the war on drugs, I mean, there are a lot of people in there that actually killed or hurt yeah. somebody well, that yeah, belong sure. in there. So they would be the minority, and the civilized people would be the majority. Well, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone's arguing that the minority I mean, is always right. It's just that, like, deciding things just based on the just the mere fact of there being more people that believe in it or prefer right. it. I it's not. It's not a. It's not a method to morality. Yeah, they're not always right. I mean, right. we look. We can look at slavery and say, well, the majority supported slavery right. at one time, and we can now, looking back, go, well, they were in the wrong. Right. The abolitionists were in the right. So you have to have some right. other metric for what is right and wrong, mm -hmm. other than yeah. whatever the government decides. I'm not saying the minority or the majority is always right, and people always accuse me of that when I, I explain how. I'm not how, accusing you of that. Yeah. Per se. Well, I'm, you're, I'm just, not, I'm you're not. Either. But I have been accused of. You know, you're a. Um, you think might makes right or majority makes right I've and i'm like comments. no you have to judge each case on an individual basis yeah. and say okay in this case the majority is in the right but how but then how do you how do you determine what is right and wrong i mean that my metric is you know it, then you're now you're talking about ethics you're going yeah, into the, exactly. the yeah, sphere what is of ethics? ethics yeah exactly and well i think every i think this whole thing is ethics well, that's where you have to get into what is your um, compass for ethical behavior. Are you on the aggressive force thing, or do you think it goes beyond I, aggressive force? The line I don't use it. To, I don't say aggressive force as far as ethics. To me, it's um, you know, it's about social cooperation, uh, getting along with people, like um, people cooperating as a society. I've and never if you're disrupting that. that. If you're <laughs> if you're disrupting that by robbing people or hurting people, that would be unethical. Or smoking a plant, or right. Like, that to me is not unethical, right? Gotcha. You know, and, and so based on my moral compass. Like I don't agree with the drug laws, and I I think that you're you know you should be free to ingest what you want to ingest. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, don't you you don't seem to have much empathy for people who get thrown into a cage for. Well, I mean, he is he laws. is anti drug war. I'll, I'll give him that. He's anti drug war. Yeah, but it seems like you don't have much empathy for people who are thrown into a cage um, for disobeying those laws. I, I have some empathy for them, but at the same time, I also understand, like, they know what those those laws are. They can't claim ignorance and say, I didn't know I, know, I wasn't allowed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, like, but, they know, they're, but they know being, it's not allowed. So you're saying they're being yeah. bad boys and girls by disobeying, so that kind of knocks them down a couple pegs on the empathy scale. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would say a peg or two. Yeah, I mean, it's See, like you intentionally so, so broke the being law. being Jewish in Nazi Germany... <laughs> You knew that it was dangerous to be See, Jewish. <laughs> Here's hey. the thing. I, I, um, it, it, with this whole amount of people who are in there for violent things and not violent things, I know personally hundreds of people who have been in jail for nonviolent crimes. For possession at, crimes? For, yeah, for, for any type of nonviolent crimes. And I know about maybe like, 
three people who are in jail for actually violent crimes or like property crimes. Yeah, I know. Went I went to high school with one that had a girl tied up in his trunk for five days. Well, I mean, that happens. Wait, that yeah, definitely what kind happens. What fucked up school did you go to? But how many people <laughs> did you go to? Days. How yes. many people did you go to school with that got arrested for pot? <laughs> Probably hundreds. At least I, dozens. Yeah, it was dozens, I would so say. So that's probably. more than the psycho arrests. Yeah. Just in your small but sample. But a lot of those pot arrests, they didn't... The guy with the girl got 60 years in jail. They, they got, I don't know, probation or community does, service or usually, something like that. I mean, that. people get people get time, yo. Yeah. People get time. <laughs> people get time. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Wait, yeah, you got it, 60 years? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like Damn. hard time, dude. That's cr- That's. I mean, I guess it's warranted. But dude, yeah. I, that Kyle, is warranted. He, I that mean, it was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he beat the crap out Kyle. of her. He got oh, attempted yeah, murder and everything. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Kyle, dude, yeah. I, I'm just saying, dude, that in the case of, like, victimless drug crimes, like, the rape cages aren't helping anything. I don't. I, I don't think like he's on our side with I, that. I, I think am, he's I on our side. I don't like calling them rape cages. Rape is not supposed to be part of the prison sentence. <laughs> not supposed <laughs> to, to be. Extent, maybe. To the You're extent like looking that looking at it everything is. the way it's supposed to be yeah. instead of the way I mean, it actually I, is. I, 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 supposed to work. Hey, 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 yeah, dude, right? dude, 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 what's supposed to get what they need? I feel bad. I respect your respectfulness, man. Kyle, 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 to quote, much respect. Kyle, to quote, dirty work. Rape is, is it, Charlie Sheen? No, <laughs> dirty work with Norm Macdonald. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 Like rape is the thing that prisons are most famous for. I know, and that's a problem. To me that that yeah, needs that. to be fixed. Like that should not be part of the sentence and we really should, you know, I don't want to hear any incidents of people being raped in prison cuz to me that's not part of your sentence. You got sentenced to 10 years, not 10 years plus being abused by Bubba. Like that to me is is cruel and unusual punishment, and a lot of people in our As society. Abused by Bubba. Now that's we, a title for We this. have gotten. That's, we have gotten got a dog whistle there, from. man. We've gotten so like. You with the Beezus Caucus now? We we've gotten so like nasty. Like Americans, if you read these like uh, news stories in the comments, like people are just nasty. They're like enjoy getting raped, you know. It is terrible, and yeah, I think even like Bubba. a judge said that to somebody recently or something. And it it was somebody who killed a cop, but still, I mean, you know, that's not supposed to be exactly. That's not exactly. the sentence, right? And that does violate the Constitution, um, you know, prohibition against cruel and unusual punishment. And I think it's terrible. You know, it's not something to celebrate that that happens in our prisons. So you're. Set, you're basically uh, uh, you're you're pro reform, anti abolition. I guess you would say, right? Uh, of what? Of like the the prison system and the whole yeah, way that I, that works. I think any society, especially a large society that has 320 million people like ours, has to have a justice system and a mechanism to deal to punish people who did wrong. And you think they, they that should be a monopoly them? too? Um, yeah, I do. I do. I don't see how you're not go- how you're going to have uh, businesses competing to lock people up. Doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, I just I I don't see how it's like. Okay, uh, we think you should go to prison, but we don't think you should go to prison. And now these two groups are going to fight over it. Have like, you to ever me, seen the market system. for security by Bob Murphy? A presentation. Yeah, I have. I, I have. mean, in that he kind of talks about how. Um, 
prisons would compete to be better prisons, to be more comfortable for the inmates, so then the inmates would choose to go with them. I just think the whole notion of Wait, private what? private prisons is kind of goofy. To me, that's not a for-profit enterprise. It's, a, it's part of the justice system, right? So why am I profiting off of locking you up? Like, why should I make business profit off of that? And then now as a prison, I have market incentive to lock more people up. I get paid more the more people I lock up. Like, I just don't, well, I don't agree with that. Because you can get a cut that. of the restitution is the, uh, I think, is some of the it, theories it, that I've seen thrown around. It would around. Yeah, to well, incentivize yeah, well, I mean, punishing and locking people up. Like, now you're uh, extorting uh, people. You're basically uh, okay. making a business out of extortion. Okay, okay, Kyle, I'm going to argue for a minute key for a second, okay? It's pretty Whoa. easy to do. Okay, okay, cherish this, Kyle. All right, <laughs> because because this is like not too often, but you know, like what if like laws, you know, so you have laws and you have like public justice and shit, like like what if they like just defended uh, property rights? Yeah, that's the idea of the Minarchist system. Uh, really? So, so just property rights. You know, basically, I mean, plus uh, a few plus, other things well, like plus no, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> look, you know, the, Kyle, mar- let's, the market. Let's get into the plus. Well, like, okay? you talk, you look let's at, get into the shit. Okay? You look at a football get game. Look at look at NFL football and how thick their rule book is. Like, and now thick, think it, about it, capitalism. It, yeah, think about it, a human it, market economy g- with e-commerce and mining and environmental damages and and negligence and fraud. I mean, it ends yeah. up being very very complicated. Yeah, so it, in, a, in a big yeah, picture, I, we say property rights. But once you dig into the details of property rights, there's a lot of little details there, depending on the type of business that it is and depending on on what's going on, depending on the situation. But it still comes down to property rights. Well, there's also, all right, like, uh, let's take, uh, you know, rape. You know, there's different degrees of rape or different degrees of murder. There's all different types of crimes, different levels, different punishments. But there's still violations of property rights. Well, those would be violations of life or person. Well, I Uh, think personal personal crimes. You guys... Personal yeah. property. People aren't property, guys. Personal property. I mean, you are a property. You are yourself. your own property, you I think, services. but you can't be anybody else's property. <laughs> or are you yeah. You're down with OPP? I just like to say people are not This is where you and property. Ryan Riot are on You're the down same with OPP? page. I hope you feel good about uh, that. Why can't we distinguish <laughs> between down with OPP? Uh, cell phones and, you know... Physical things and and people like to me people oh, are are their own sort of category. Well, so I don't like people are all commodities. Like right, no. I don't like to I'm say saying, people no, no, are property. No, 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 no. But like, I mean, but we, the uh, the concept of ownership I think can be extended to yourself. Yourself. Well, you a lot of libertarians like to say yourself. that. A lot of libertarians like to say like, oh, I have self ownership. But you don't. You think the cops can pull you over, and that's why you don't <laughs> think we have self ownership. <laughs> right. Be, right be, I mean, there's lots of rules on you as a person in a society, well, in a societal setting. Mean, I mean, there's rules like, on property. Okay, you property can, isn't like, right. uh, you know, e, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? All powerful. Like, there there are rules on property, and there are rules on, on on personal or 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 human property so or self let's just say self ownership mm-hmm. then we get we're starting to sound like we're talking about slavery um there, there are rules on you know what you can do with your body in your possession you know you can't hurt people you you're not people, allowed you can't violate the non-aggression principle right. um and you know if you're using someone's road you have to follow the rules of their road sure but i don't think so that, that the state that, can own property though because the state is not is not a real entity. It and is a real entity. I mean, it's it's just. I mean, like, it's a real entity, like, but it's like, not. A, I'm sorry, it's not a moral entity. 
Well, I don't I mean, I don't I don't think it has collectives more... can't own property. I mean, you're yeah, like, if I, it's... like Walmart is a corporation and they own their parking lots well, no, and they own their a... buildings yeah, sure. and their equipment. I disagree. So... I disagree with what Phil said there, but I that it, just because it's a, it's a collective, it's just how they acquire that property is through theft. Well, it's it's so, through taxes. Just, it's like if I go through and I you know steal your house or I steal something from you and I say, hey, you can use this now yeah. for free. However. I get to tell you how you can use it. That, that's, that's not moral. That's it, how money is collected for a collective enterprise. Like my my homeowners association. No, but you just hold on. But you just said like corporations are collective. They don't steal money. Well, from it's people. a collective of people. Right. But, but I meant a pub. I meant public that applies to everybody, the entire community or well, the, the entire the shoot, entire county, the, the entire that are state, to the live entire in that area, entire country. Yeah. You know, and and with a large population, it ends up being a country. So. Um, but yeah, like my homeowners association charges every house in the neighborhood dues and those dues are used to maintain the sidewalks and the fields and, um, the parking pads and basically common sort of areas that everyone shares. And that, that's just an arbitrary right. due well, that they're like, to, Hey, it's a hundred dollars a quarter. Sure, and everyone you, must pay it. You have to trace it back to like, how do they acquire the rights for that is, well, there, a homeowners association is a legal entity by, in and of itself. They have to get sanctioned by the state, right. and yeah, then they have the authority to back up yeah, their rule. You're talking about another government agency, yeah. essentially. You're not talking it, about, It like, always goes back to government. Like, even corporations are legally sanctioned sure, that's why I'm not organizations of, of people. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm not a, a fan, uh, in principle, of of corporations, as le at least as they, as they are in, in this... Yeah, like this, as a legal entity, a corporate yeah, personhood yeah. and all that. Right, yes. yeah, I'm not, really? I'm not a fan of that that's at all. What I'm, no. That's what I'm talking about when I say the I collective am. and the corporate... Well, I know you are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... I, that's great. I mean, it's, uh, you I know, mean, uh, before you had the corporate structure, it was it really limited the size of business because uh, a couple partners can only raise so much capital, but once you open it up to shareholders, well, you can I, bring in capital no, from... that's fine. That, that tens of thousands of people. That's fine. What we're saying is... Is the legal shields that protect the CEOs from uh, wrongdoing, and when it just is like, you know, the uh, usually well, the shareholders that that take the hit. It, it can be difficult to take that. Okay, let's say a corporation does something wrong. Who do you pin that on? Like, can you take that back to the grandmother that bought three shares of Walmart? Like, that's not on her. Oh she yeah, had I, it no, should be on the p people it, running the corporation. Right. And so but I'm, they're protected. I'm fine with. I don't know that they are because, like, we threw um, the guys from Enron are in jail, uh, Fast Al and the other guy, um, Schilling. So sometimes the CEO is held uh, criminally responsible. Sure, yeah. Occasionally they are. Yeah. I mean, but we, we don't see anything like, you know, the, the oil spills or anything like that, which are massive property rights violations. That was a, that's a, I think, a negligence. I don't know that that was criminal. I don't think anybody was going, let's do, let's destroy the Gulf. I don't think it was intentional. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it was an but... accident. So you're going to have trouble getting criminal penalties on that. So now, they, they did get, they sued the crap out of those companies and they did have to pay multi-billion dollar settlements. But I don't think the people that damages. made the decisions had any kind of, uh... But you can go to jail i mean you can go to jail for driving drunk isn't that negligent isn't that negligence i mean you could say you're driving drunk on the state's roads against the state's laws and i'm just using it in comparison to what you're talking about with, yeah. with enron like just because just because they didn't mean to like spill it in the gulf doesn't mean they weren't like you know cutting corners to yeah, not yeah get there's their a lot of negligence in there but you driving so that drunk mean that you can't be criminally you driving drunk is a lot more of you making those decisions and choices than than them accidentally causing an oil spill 
Like that oil but, spill was an accident. You choosing to order thirteen beers and getting in your car. But then, yeah, but they was chose, not really well, then choosing not to upgrade their equipment and shit is the same kind well, of I thing. Don't, I yeah, don't know yeah. if that was the problem. I mean, in that okay, case. it's not a direct. It's not a direct comparison, but it's a it's a comparison. I mean, it's not. It's, I'm not there equivocating. Were, there but, were safety measures that they and corners that they cut things yeah, that weren't into place. They were irresponsible. Right, just right. like drinking and driving is irresponsible. It doesn't mean you plan on smashing if, in if into if a family of four. And that's I mean, why that's, I don't think people should be charged with drunk driving until they hurt somebody, because otherwise it's pre-crime. I mean, that's a. Uh, it's not pre-crime. I mean, it's the the law is drunk driving is not allowed. Well, I well, think well, it's, so if you the law defines the crime. If you as say drunk aggression driving. is crime, real crime, you know. Yeah. Well, they, my my whole thing is that's the problem with like the state is so if this was a private road, they could have a rule on the private road that says, you know, we don't allow drunk driving. If you get caught drunk driving, you won't be allowed to drive on the road anymore. Now they wouldn't have the authority to throw you in prison or anything like that. But they'd be like, okay, you can no longer drive on this road because we have a rule that says we don't want you to drink and drive. We don't want you to text and drive. We don't want you to listen. Maybe they have a ridiculous rule like we don't want you to listen to the radio and drive because yeah. they did some study that came I back. Mean, that's that said, the way they're going. I mean, that's that's what they're heading in. But I'm saying well, – but I'm, what I'm saying, the point I'm making is yeah, – uh, yeah. Punishment like, is you, you think people should lose their driver's license but not go to jail. Um, I mean, potentially. It's, it's, it's just – when you put it under the purview of of the state, it gets a little bit more weird, because then you don't have, I mean, you don't have a market to decide like what is the best consequence, what's the most well, just consequence for this. I mean, those decisions are made by judges and lawmakers. I mean, somebody yeah, has like to the make deplorable people. Well, somebody has somebody somebody has. To, <laughs> I mean, have you met judges? Have you somebody, met lawyers? <laughs> somebody has to have the authority to make the decision. No thanks. Right, you the know. person that owns the road in that scenario would. Well, what if it's what if they say that this, that you get uh, automatically castrated or something like that if you get caught drunk driving on the road? Then don't drive on that road. No <laughs> yeah, one's going to want to drive, on, drive that on that road. road. <laughs> yeah, I don't I, know. And I mean, like the community around them would be like, what or, the or fuck thrown, is up with this we'll take an ANCAP, We'll take a common ANCAP punishment as a helicopter. You get thrown from the helicopter. Yeah, I mean that's you all know. just ridiculous. Uh, conjecture like that shit would never materialize in a society where people are living amongst each other and they're like well of course I think my best interest to maintain a road with reasonable rules that you know doesn't involve castrating people or or helicopter or helicopters bring it back to the how am I gonna afford a helicopter like what'd you say Phil I'm just saying bring it back to the civil rights area I mean like if there was a right now an existing company that was like no black people are allowed in here only white people can shop only white (laughs) uh, Sorry. First of all, yeah. I wouldn't want to go near that place, but like ten miles away from that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go anywhere near that place. I would. They would. They would lose so much money, and it's just like, what's the point? I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's like the McDonald's across the street would go out of business. It would go out of business. <laughs> like in the first day, it'd get burnt down, and you know what I mean. Like it's just, it'd get burnt it, down. it's just. It would. Would it not? Would it not? Yeah. In this day and age, you have a rule saying no black people are allowed in this in this establishment. First off, the, if the government didn't do it, burn it down in the first place, they, you know, the people would. Yeah, the government wouldn't allow it at this point. I know, um, but I'm just saying, it's just like in the Ancap, you know, Ancapistan. If that was an actual place, the market would just completely just drown that out within the first few days. I mean, no one would be associated with that. Yeah, I know, I, I personally wouldn't want to be because I'd want to have. I, I wouldn't want have the, just the aesthetics of it. Yeah, I mean, well, it's terrible. Well, and, and plus, if somebody was an asshole, you would want to know. That like you wouldn't want to patron you wouldn't want to patronize them. 
Yeah, so, so if yeah. I know there's a road where it's like, oh shit, if I screw up like one inch, like just <laughs> one inch past the regulation or whatever, my dick's getting cut off. Yeah, I'll find another route. <laughs> hey, like this is a blaze road. This isn't one. Yeah. <laughs> so Ankapistan has uh, official blaze roads, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, so we're getting close in, my, to the, uh, in mine. And then you drive 50 more feet, and it's like no blaze allowed. And then you have to like put it out for a minute, and then like turn well, blaze again. They would make apps. And you have to relight it. They would make apps that would take you on the blazeways if that's what you really yeah. want. Yeah, the blazeways. And Capistan's blazeways. Dude, we need to make yeah. a blazeways app. All right, like ways. All right, we're getting close Wait. to the two-hour mark, but uh, let's let's move our, on. All right, so we're moving on. Let's. I don't know um, what the Vegas shooter thing. Let's uh, skip that shit. No, 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 no. We gotta well, talk about just, that. Dude. We, we can talk about it for two like seconds. Shifter shit. No, 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 no. no. Uh, a an an escort said that she spent some time with him, and during that time, he said that the government was trying to take over his brain. <laughs> this is the Vegas shooter. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, all right. So I was mean, he, he was either insane, or the government was yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What do yeah. you think, John? Uh, uh, you know, I think it could be either or. Yeah, I'm leaning to like the guy didn't exist or something. I don't even know, man. <laughs> that whole thing is so weird. The guy didn't. Yeah. It was. But a, it, I, well, wait. To be clear, I do think people died. I'm not that crazy. Okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, but you guys. And also, this was the first article I've seen in months about this issue. Was um, today, I believe it was. The Washington Post had an article saying that uh, his toxicology report came back from the autopsy, saying that he wasn't on any type of drugs. Mm-hmm. What about alcohol? I believe that was clean too. I believe his blood was clean. So this is some really. How are you like, in Vegas and not on weird. any alcohol? That's, that's yeah. weird, dude. That's yeah. what's weird about it. Well, I mean, there the theory that I hear that is like the most tangible. That I mean, I don't think there's much evidence for it. It's all conjecture. But that he was actually some kind of gun runner, and that he was working with the government, yes. like it yeah. was some kind of Fast and Furious thing. Yeah. And maybe like he he worn out his welcome, or he started getting too loud around the casinos or something, mm-hmm. and they put an end to him in a really crazy way. Now I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just saying that that is interesting conjecture that I heard. <laughs> I, I I believe that it, it was just a isolated guy, lone wolf that just snapped maybe because of his gambling losses because I can't conceive of any way a government conspiracy would design an idea where we're just going to splay bullets at a crowd. Like, that to me is an act of madness. I have no idea what would inspire somebody to do that because Because they want to be relevant. Well, maybe he does. Well, no, I'm saying the government wants people to think that there are these scary people out there that we need to be afraid of, that we need to have, like, So they're going to splay a crowd of country music Fans, we're I their really, slaves. I really, that's no, how no. they look at. I it. really think that's ridiculous. I can't imagine <laughs> the, the government at any level being like, "Let's have a random mass okay, shooting." Just, okay. to, just to, to, remind, to be fair, though, to be fair, they do it every day in Pakistan. Just but. to remind people how they need us. Yeah. Well, they, you know, I just think that's that. It seems okay, so implausible. Explain to me. to me why after when that guy shot up that church. And what, one in South Texas, Carolina, yeah, North Carolina, uh, whatever. Bra- the what, the, the white supremacist yeah. kid or the other kid? The white supremacist kid. Yeah. What, there was, that, a, there was another one where yeah. in Texas. Oh, okay, to okay. Say, oh. Either way, you saw the video. You saw pictures of him a few weeks after, a week after, whatever. You saw pictures of him entering the church from the security cameras. Mm-hmm. 
why haven't we seen one picture of him at any point in time at his stay at that hotel? You haven't seen one security picture. The only picture we see is that picture where his eyes roll back his head like he's about like yeah. giving a cum shot or whatever. Yeah, there's like, no, there's no, like, <laughs> yeah, they don't have any video surveillance video. They haven't released any of that. I don't know. I don't have an like answer it, for you. That's that's and it's just like I feel like it's a. I don't feel like the government's behind the issue as yeah. much as I feel like they exacerbate using, it and take. They're advantage using of advantage it. of this to you know. The, I, there's some type of wrongdoing going that's on. That's more realistic, I think. And I feel like they're just we, kind of. I need a motive. This. You got to give me motive. You're saying the motive Dude, is. I want a motive. Government wants to scare people. Well, but they kill their slaves all the it. time to make themselves seem relevant. Mm. Why is no one talking about that? <laughs> That's a really simple and harsh way of putting it. I, I, are like you talking about like article? police shootings? Uh, well, uh, I, I'm talking about that, but I'm also talking about like any time they flex their muscles on anybody who steps out of line. And um, I, I do think that they orchestrate bad things sometimes or they allow bad things to happen. I or, think it's more the allowing of bad things yeah, to happen. Yeah, I, I lean I, towards that. Well, I mean, the, I, I feel like maybe... At I mean, they least, make bad things happen in you know in war. At of least course, some. Yeah, of course, I, I, yeah. I don't think that it's like every time that shit happens, like some people do. But I think that it happens every now and then mm. where they do some shady yeah, shit. Yeah, there's just like maybe I, uh, this incident. Maybe one of them guys that that people suspect Hillary of killing. She actually killed. Maybe, maybe one of them. Yeah, maybe one two of them. Fifty. You yeah. know what I'm saying? What was the one that Hastings, the journalist? Oh yeah, that Michael one was Hastings. really fishy. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. Like there, there. I think it Wait, happens. Wait, was Michael Hastings the one who crashed his car? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, that he, was in Hillary, though. I was think it? he said. Yeah. <laughs> I think I forget why the the motive, what the motive was, well, was for that. Weird. But he, he published... said like he was afraid for his life. Yeah. So when anybody says life. I'm afraid for my life and then dies, it's like. He uh, wrote the article right. that got that guy, General McChrystal, I think was his name, fired oh. during the Obama administration oh, yeah, when he was that. popping off at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then there was the thing with his car where it like malfunctioned. It malfunctioned and went like, and it was accelerating like into a tree. Yeah, you know, he wasn't like slamming and on then his brakes. Guess what? It came out a few weeks, a few months, or weeks later, saying, "Oh yeah, government does have the technology. Yeah. To, they can yeah. do that. They can hack your car." Wow. I, yeah. I mean, so there's just certain I'm not saying it's every time. I'm just saying no, it no, it, exactly. Like reasonable person well, can look at this. Well, and there say, I could see a motive. Weird. All I'm saying is there it's interdimensional see. space predators. There, yeah, that's can, what I'm saying. But if they're covering the motive of this case, I mean, people died. Like, a, like a what? How many people died total from that? Uh, from the Vegas yeah, shooting, from the Vegas shooting, it's like sixty-seven or something. That, that's like that. incredibly tragic, and and just the way it happened was so frightening and disgusting. Like, right. and the fact that all of a sudden it just completely disappeared from anyone's anyone's radar. And I don't think so. Article, you guys all say that, but I don't well, think that, it has. We're still talking about it. Lots of people yeah, still we're talk talking about, about it. it now because one because. There was I, dude, article. I haven't heard it mentioned. There was an they, article basically in the alternative media that yes. didn't really get much play in the mainstream media, and like it's 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 the sites that are getting blocked off Facebook slowly right now that yeah. are the ones it's who weird. are paying attention it's weird. to this. And stuff. It, it's got to mm. make you kind of like question I mean, just a little bit of this. They I'm just like, put a bill in Maryland to ban the bump stocks, and the, and they're saying, oh, well, after oh last God. year's Vegas shooting, we're trying to ban the bump stocks. So oh. I just heard the, the the term Vegas shooting in the media within the last week. Yeah, see, and they're just well, that's because it's legislation things. that's like we're exactly. finally creeping so, its way through. Exactly. I, yeah, so I don't they're think they're talking about figuring it out. They're talking about the problem reaction solution type. 
type shit. And I've seen survivors. <laughs> I've seen survivor stories and people talking about the injuries that they're recovering from and stuff like that. So I can't say it's been completely whitewashed. I mean, I think what we know the story. Or at least what they're telling us is the story, and that the guy shot up a bunch of people, and, and what more yeah. is there to tell? But yeah, there there is because if you look at North Carolina back in the God 1950s, 1960s, whatever, a plane, a, an army plane, or Air Force plane crashed. It had a nuclear bomb on it, and it, and they wow. for the longest time it was, oh, it wasn't on. There was no nuclear bomb, and then it okay, yeah, there was a nuclear bomb on it, and then it was well, it wasn't set to detonate. It wasn't. It was completely deactivated. Oh, uh, well, here he comes some more declassified information saying, oh, yeah, actually it was on, and it was just kind of lucky that it didn't cause wow. a nuclear explosion. And it's all fact. It's all yeah. in record. And it's just uh, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, are we going to hear something different? And it's just like, in the meantime, people are, 67 people died, yeah. you know, in the meantime. It's what did they know? When did they know it? What happened? Why is there no records of video? Why is there nothing coming out saying from the casino saying, oh, yeah, this is this guy loading in, you know, huge duffel bags full of weapons up to his room? I don't know, man. I mean, it's just and, something that makes you and, think. And he hmm, did it over weird. time, so maybe they have surveillance camera that that, that yeah, it's like show the me tape, a picture. The show tape me that one, gets deleted. Show me one you know? fucking screenshot. Show I mean, me one thing. Like, just show me. And, it's, and when they can't do that. Yeah. It makes you question. There's, and, and, there's a lack of of media about it. Is it by it. design? Is it by like, hey, let's get these people, what, what let's get these the, people on the alternate media thinking that you know they're they're crazy conspiracy theorists. What was up with the windows? Wasn't it like one window was shot out and then like another yeah, one that he, was really far away from, from the other one? But what they're saying they're was saying he, he had, had a big ass suite. Or something. Yeah, he was a big suite. They they proved that like there's a video that was released of a person was staying in that same exact room about a year before, hmm. and um, they posted their video online of saying what their suite looked like because they were kind of like bragging about it yeah. to their friends or whatever and so they were showing it and so it's like it showed different vantage points where he took out one gun shot at the crowd from one way uh, this is according to the, the the story that they're putting out yeah is that he broke one window started shooting from that angle and said hmm i can get a different i can get more range from this other window okay. he broke that window and started shooting from that so one. they are close enough to be in the same suite it's the same suite. It's and the same I, I suite. It's a that's huge another suite. point. Yeah. I haven't seen where's my From pictures and video of the suite. They don't. They don't show There's, that. The, is there a reason they don't? The only there video. There is a video of them yes. like after they killed him, right? I have not seen any of that video. So I but, only only video I've seen of it was the actual I video. How to podcast? Yeah. Bush Bush <laughs> did it, man. Bush, yeah, it's George Bush. Bush God damn it. Bush did the Vegas Dude, shooting. Bush did everything. <laughs> He's an amazing guy. All right, you ready for your favorite topic, guys? <laughs> Jesus, it's already... We did kind of talk about crypto Well, oh, yeah, quite I did want to say one thing. So someone mentioned on here, I don't know if they're a friend of yours, but they they asked you to talk about the, the ballad of Michael Kirk. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, So oh, I yeah. can actually talk about that, too. Yeah, so we got this little crypto group and shit. Yeah. Huh? Share it. All right. Um, <laughs> you can introduce introduce the group. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's uh, called Punk Rock Crypto Traders. You go ahead. Matt. Yeah, this You're is the our. Founder. This is our. This Woo! is our. Yeah, this is our Facebook group, Punk Rock Crypto Traders, and uh, what is it? Fucking like uh, John Vibes and and Jared, amongst other people, are fucking admins of this group. You, Matt, and yeah. So it like there's the, there's a bunch of like admins of this group who are like cool people, and it's like the goal of this group well, is me, to well, do it. Yeah, the goal of this group is to you know just kind of share ideas, you know, and uh, the predominant um, number of people in that group are from straight from punk rock libertarians. So 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, a chill place to talk about crypto. So we, so I'll tell the, I'll tell the ballad of Michael. Kirk. All right, word. Um, so there was a guy um, that I just kept noticing. You know, I'm also an admin, and I and I would keep seeing posts from this guy where he was just kind of shitting on people that that owned altcoins. Altcoins being anything that's not Bitcoin. And you got triggered. And I was like, well, this guy's being a dick, but I've seen this shit before. Like, I follow a ton of people on Twitter that are just Bitcoin maximalist guys. Like, they're like, don't own anything but Bitcoin. And, I mean, honestly, like, I do think, like, 98% of uh, altcoins are going to fail at some point. But I might as well get along for the ride while they're, like, profitable. And if you, and some and if you study the shit and, and, and have something you right. believe in so, with a team that's going to be around for a while, yeah. then you can kind of, like make a good estimation that yeah. you're going to be in that 2% that kind of Sure, survives. exactly. And that's kind of what I'm trying to pick right now is, you know, I, I'm not a trader. Like, I don't do the day trading. I don't, like, look for the... Like, I, I kind of... I've gotten into chart analysis a little bit just for fun, but I don't actually, like, use it. Like, I don't yeah. actually, like, stake anything. Um, but, you know, stuff like Nexus, which we talk about a lot. Neo's another one that I like. Um, Stellar seems seems promising, but... Um, so anyways, this guy, like anytime a post was made talking about Nexus or any other altcoin, this guy would just start shitting all over it and just like, not even like constructively, like, well, no, here's the problem with that altcoin, blah, blah, blah. It's, it, you know, it's subject just to inflation. like, you're a dumbass that's going to lose all your money yeah, and I feel bad for you. I mean, you. he was a troll. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, he was a troll, but he was also like, had a sort of a savior complex where he was like, I'm just trying to save everybody from losing all their money. And like... Oh, so you made a little bit of money? Do you feel good about the fact that you're, you know, offloading your bag on somebody else? And I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> like everybody's, like, in this game. Like, it's, you know. And one of these coins might work. Yeah, some of them might not. Some of them I own that I don't believe yeah. in, like Ripple. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but still, like, it's going to go up, I feel. So, uh, yeah, well, yeah, like, it's important, to, it's important to note that we're not, like, licensed financial givers. Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not giving any <laughs> yeah, classic yeah. disclaimer. Yeah, yeah. We got to give, so give anyways, a disclaimer to cover our costs. This guy was pissing me know? off, but, you know, pissing me off in that way isn't a recipe for... for... And he was, like, posting screenshots of, so, like, yeah, cool people in the group the... and, like, shaming them for no reason. Yeah, so, like, he posted... A, he made a post that was, like... Um, you know, post your your uh, your your portfolio percentages. You know, what do you own in different cryptocurrencies? So weird. I mean, it's. I mean, coming from someone else, like if I posted that, like people, you know, it would be kind of a normal question. To it's ask a normal question, like but that, no, just, yeah. just percentages, not, just, for him. Yeah. Just percentages, not amounts. Not amounts. Right? Just yeah. like I mean, if you have five dollars and you have a dollar in Bitcoin and a dollar in Ripple, I still thought it was mm -hmm. a little weird. Yeah, and then and then and he I, ended I up, mean it's whatever. But anyway, like, so yeah. so then whatever, so yeah, then a bunch on. of people posted shit, and then one of the guys posted and he had like most of it in Litecoin and Neo, which are like both decent. You yeah, know? they're both decent. It's not <laughs> yeah. like he had it in like Doge. Well, even Dogecoin is yeah. legitimate yeah. now, but like I don't know, <laughs> fucking shitcoin Alpha or whatever is yeah, out there. Yeah. But uh, and then so th this guy took a screenshot of this. And, like, posted it up, like, shaming this guy. He was like, look at this fucking idiot with his fucking altcoins. And, like, basically that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, dude, I'm not going to. I just got so pissed off when I saw that. And I was like, this guy doesn't belong in here. And so, like, I kicked him out. And, like, it takes a lot for me to kick somebody out. Like, I think yeah. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I've only ever maybe kicked out somebody that was, like, like a Holocaust denier or something. Like, out of, like, punk rock <laughs> libertarians. So I was like, I'm not just I'm not going to put up with that shit. Yeah. But anyways. <laughs> um, 
So I kicked him out, and then like I made a post about it. And the po- like people were obviously a fan of it because the post got like sixty something likes, <laughs> like the most in the group. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, dude, this guy people really hated this motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was so, definitely acting like a troll for yeah. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, but anyways, I, I kind of bring that up to make the point that I guess I kind of already made it, but you know, this whole idea of like shaming people or like shitting on people who want to, you know, invest in altcoins and not be completely on board and people who are new too like there's a lot of like uh negativity towards people who are just getting into it or Mm. normies or noobs or whatever well that's just stupid you know yeah i mean who's gonna who's gonna make the price go up you don't don't want to hodlers are not gonna make the price go (laughs) up like no you need people to buy in you don't want (laughs) to ban a a skeptic or a contrarian but somebody that raises legitimate concerns but if you're being an asshole kyle i mean you feel like the guy was an asshole right just being a straight up asshole exactly like he wasn't contributing anything like look if you if if every time he posted Nexus, he was going to break like, it down, like yeah. If he was like, "Well, look, here's the problem with Nexus, like blah 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 satellites, blah 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 this type of blockchain technology won't work." There's a bear flag on this chart. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> even something as simple as that, like, fine, it's an argument, but like, mm-hmm. just being like, "You guys are just, you know, bad people, or you're going to lose all your money." Mm-hmm. It's like that's not an argument. You're just being a dick. And it was literally every post that was coming up, he was commenting or making a post. I was just yeah. like. This guy, motherfucker's got to go. You flex, you flex the band hammer, huh? Flex the band hammer. Pulp, I don't. You know, I'm not even. I'm not proud. Smash of it. the And it took hammer. like two weeks of re- of, oh, of yeah. serious restraint. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I kicked yeah. a guy out of my group recently, an alt writer, oh, and he was always was, was, doing. Was this the, on Kylosphere? No, uh, anarcho capitalism <laughs> versus minarchism debate group, and we don't ban a lot of people. But I mean, I just had had enough, man. I mean, it, it was. Uh, I'm not gonna say what he posted, but it was very racist, and all of his stuff is racist and hateful. And eventually, I was just like, and it's been growing more and more because a lot more of these alt right people have been coming in and using it as because I'm so relaxed with the administration, they're just starting to post constant racist stuff and so it was a big deal for me to finally be like this guy was the worst of the bunch i'd had enough of him and i and i kicked him yeah and uh, there was a lot of backlash you know but it's actually gotten better since then because i think the rest of them were like okay it's not just open season on we can post whatever bullshit we want like they got the message like we can't there actually is some limit here well people have this idea that like like, like, in libertarian groups like Anybody should be able to say whatever they want at any time, and if you yeah. kick somebody out of your group for any reason, you're a fascist, right? Because free speech is one of our values. Well, free speech is our value, but free it, speech it runs into property rights, right? Because exactly. if it's your, you have it's to decide. That's right. What you want to tolerate, and if you had somebody over in your living room. Like you can say, hey man, I don't like what you're saying. You got to leave my house. Yeah. I don't want to listen to this crap anymore. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, free speech can come in conflict with property rights. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And we would side with the property owner gets to say who can you know whose turn it is to talk. And I've seen free speech. Uh, I I think I told you guys at um, one of the Libertarian Party events I did where we had protesters shouting over the speaker. Yeah, that's right. And then they were told, you know, you're not allowed to to do that. And they said, well, we have free speech. It was at a public library, wow. public space. So they're going, we have free First Amendment rights here to talk. But it's like, no, it's actually that speech. You're you're violating that speaker's First Amendment yeah. rights, and you're right? talking over that person whose turn it is to speak. And also, the library has the right to throw your ass out. So, right. you know, anyway, that was the 
Yeah, and you know the way I look at it is, you know, there's you create a group with a purpose, and mm-hmm. you know the purpose of that group is for people to learn learn about crypto, to discuss crypto in like a constructive way. Mm-hmm. You know, make some jokes, post some memes, have some fun, but none of that involves like being total assholes to people. Yeah, without any hilarious context. Yeah. you know, like and I was like gonna, the Bergman type of assholery. That's fine. <laughs> that's funny. I was going to comment like, on it. Being a straight asshole just. To be a dick just yeah. for its own sake is not its not what, what needs to be tolerated. You I, know? I was going to comment on your ban post, but I just told you what I was going to say, which was, you know, there's a difference between being a healthy contrarian who's got some question, you know, has some yeah. objections and, I try to make and, that and clear. being a jerk. Yeah. And I just assumed that I, I didn't know all the history, so I just assumed that the guy had it coming. Well, basically. that's what I tried to explain, like, in that paragraph was yeah. like, he had I'm all about, like... If you want to post any argument against any coin, yeah, like more, I'm, I want you to do that. Like, I want to know if this coin sucks. Like, if yeah. I don't want to invest my money in this thing, yeah, you know, or if you want to argue that like the Bitcoin is the best, like, fine, right. like you're not just being like anybody that has anything negative to say about the coins that no, I no, like no. is it's, getting kicked. It's it was just, just this guy was being a jerk. Exactly, right, just yeah. being a jerk and just being excessively a jerk and just really like polluting the page with his with his shit you know what i mean like, yeah. fuck that it's just bad anyways that's what happened yeah like boom i don't know i i personally though like i i kind of dude no I'm, I'm not mad at you at all dude okay. you're fucking awesome dude oh thanks man you're fucking awesome I, lo- I love <laughs> i love you bro okay <laughs> oh, boy, okay yes. okay <laughs> but, but I, i'm just saying personally though i mean i'd want to add the guy back in the group and give him <laughs> give him another chance because because i'm i'm a super softy I mean, I'm okay with giving him like a week ban and then letting him back in or something like that. Yeah, I mean, okay. I mean, I think that sounds cool to me. I, mean, I, I just think that would be welcoming there. more shit. We may be able to just get rid of him. Yeah, 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 by ignoring him. Well, we're, we're definitely able to just get rid of him, but I think we're better able to give this bro another chance. Dude, what if he's, <laughs> dude, what if he's just one of those people that chance. enjoy so talking nice. shit online? That's what I, yeah. I mean, like so a troll. Yeah. 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 We, we I think do, that's um, what it is. We do escalations now where I ha- they have the mute button, right? So you can yeah. mute somebody for 24 so, hours and they can't post. Um, yeah. And then you can do suspensions, one day suspension, one week suspension, um, and then beyond that, you're just out and done. Um, yeah, I think this is what this guy does for fun, like fucking with people. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember someone mentioning... Oh, this guy! Like I saw him on this on the other group doing the same shit, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, this guy just probably goes around to every like altcoin group, and just is like, oh, Bitcoin's <clears throat> the best.' Blah blah blah. I usually do the escalation with the alt writer. I just I don't know. It's been going on for like a year. I was, yeah, the alt writer thing. I was yeah, I was even, done. I was I, like, I'm done with this guy. I don't. Yeah. I I had enough of this crap. I mean, I'd probably sooner kick that guy out. <laughs> like yeah. the alt right guy. Like, I mean, someone wants to like shit on Bitcoin, like whatever. But like. You're gonna start advocating for white nationalism. That's, yeah. yeah, it's a little bit. Well, I'll show you the serious. post. The, po- the post that broke the camel's back after the podcast. All right. Oh, after the podcast, yeah. salty. We should probably wrap this bad boy up. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> safe pod practice. Awesome. practice. That was a good one. That was like top ten. That was she said. Safe, safe podcasting. Oh. That was like Michael dude, Scott approved. Dude, we got to do that. that we should make a shirt that says title, that. So that should be the title. That practice safe podcasting. <laughs> no, that's fucking gay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, but whatever. Okay, so Jared, you, Jared wants to talk about the Patreon. <laughs> okay. Yeah, patreon.com <laughs> slash punk rock libertarians. Yeah, so uh, you if, can, if you want to help us out, 
like keeping the lights on and like fucking paying for like lighting and com- computers and doing like uh future skyped interviews yeah we'll be that's adding a- some extras to everything soon too that's what yeah. we're working on now we're working on on doing more right now so but but to do that we might have to get some more uh equipment and we'll have to do this another day a week and schedule some shit so like anything you guys could do to help with that we have a patreon jared uh how will we get there to the patreon i already said that but i'll say it again patreon.com slash punk rock libertarian say it again i was high the first slash go home that you're drunk but i'm high this time too Uh, he is home go there yeah t-shirts help us out do it now Please. Yeah, Thanks. and we've also got <laughs> we've also got the the dailyliberator.com and uh, so we've created a place where like if you want to submit an article, if you have some shit to say that's about like uh, enabling uh, individual freedom, um, send it over and uh, we've provided a place for uh, you to say it, you know. So we're all about that. Send some shit over to that. We also have t-shirts over at uh, libertariancountry.com where you can get t-shirts like Jared's uh, Disobey with Edward Snowden. Or you can get uh, Philip Dassing's Rothbardian t-shirt. Or you can get my Make America Punk Again t-shirt. You're not wearing a t-shirt. You... (laughs) Kyle, where do we get your shirts at? Like Old Navy? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Marshalls. And every, Marshalls. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so we've got all that shit too. And <laughs> so um, another thing where uh, in the future, uh, actually right now, you know, Facebook seems to be cracking down on, on uh, independent media in general. So uh, Punk Rock Libertarians and uh, the PRL podcast, The Daily Liberator, we're looking to do some more stuff on Steam It. And uh, so working on getting that set up right now. And we're also looking to do some more stuff on Minds. So you can check us out over, the, over there. Yeah. And until next time, live free or die. Not aggression principle, the violence of the state becomes obsolete!